three, two, one. Obi Trice, real name, no gimmicks. Who are you? He had a voice that could make a Wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute, I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy's good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos, motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Happy July to you. Friday, July 1st. Live here in the luxurious and historic Big X Studios off Taylorsville Road. Lots to get to today. A lot of announcements. A lot of things happening. Uh, I guess we'll start here. It is officially now. Like We are now officially, I should say, the home of U of Athletics, right? That's how we have to start. We need new liners. We need new clothes. I think we need new like images, new attitudes, new personas. Everything changed today. Flip a snap of a finger. Do I got to get the tattoo now? You got to get the tattoo now. I don't know what t- tattoo you're talking about. I said if Louisville Eagles ever won a championship, I'll get a tattoo with Louisville. It's been now nine years. That's why I've got the tattoo. Well, we are now, I, I mean, as good a time as any. Because i say do it, yeah. D- n- us, 970 WGTK, also our, our partners over at 93.9 The Ville, we're now the home for Cardinal Athletics. When there's a Louisville game on, a Louisville team's playing, it's on the radio, you're going to hear it right here. It's going to be fantastic. We're excited about this. Uh, we also now, as a result, we're going to have the Cardinal Insider yep. on our station, which means we're out of here at 525, like 35 less minutes of uh, you know Trevor to get his wrestling takes off and to derail the Ooh, show. I'm gonna He's going to struggle. In. He's going to struggle with this. Because we're a day behind without the review of Blood and Guts still, too. We're a day behind. You sent me some Blood, blood and Guts gifts that I still haven't watched, still <laughs> videos via text that I still haven't watched. So we've got that going on. Obviously, we missed uh, big-time news yesterday. I was gone yesterday. Um, Were you? Yeah. People didn't notice. They were like, I, you're just talking a lot Notice. I had friends I hadn't talked to in forever, like, text me, like, where's Rutherford today? I like, oh, was, hi, nice to see you. I had like, three birthdays since your last text, but hey, what's going on? See, my friends were all like, man, you got really political. <laughs> they going to stay in. Your views have changed a lot over the years. Uh, that, that was what I got. Now, yesterday, I mean, if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know I'm dealing with some health stuff that I nobody really knows what's going on and yesterday morning like i've had a great week like i I felt pretty good close to normal all week long i wake up yesterday morning i'm feeling pretty good my in-laws come over uh to watch the kids for the day i'm talking to them while i'm getting breakfast boom i get like a weird shaky heart palpitation like a cold shot shoots through my entire body and after that like i'm done like i gotta lie down i can't like sit up i've got to lie down for like nine straight hours i'm Kind of like uh, it's 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 hard to describe. There's no point in getting into it. I don't want it's not a Mike Rutherford pity party, but uh, it just I don't, 
who knows what's going on. I went saw a cardiologist today. You know, they Can didn't... I come and give you a hug? No, I'm, you're fine. It, it's all good, I, I think at least. <laughs> I, saw, <laughs> I saw a cardiologist today. Uh, long story is I'm not dead today, so I'm here on the radio, and, and we'll, we'll keep going until I die. Well, I guess I can give you an excuse if you haven't watched Stranger Things Season 2 Volume I haven't. Volume I know two. it's yeah, out. Yeah. I'm excited about it. I'm excited. I guess I can give you a pass. I'll get there at some point. I was going to ask you right off the top. I assume you've already finished it. No, actually. Oh, <laughs> Well, here's the, here's the downfall, and and, and I kind of joked with our, our, our man Dugan, who's currently on vacation right now, and he's he's actually in California. We're the only ones not on vacation, by the way. Yeah, pretty much. But so I texted him. I was like, "You realize, you know, where you're at, where you're at, you, it's going to come out actually at midnight, where I have to wait till three a.m." He's like, "Spoiler, it's coming." He's like, "You know, just messing with me." And so I sit up a little later than normal, about three thirty. I go, "Ooh, I'm still awake. Ooh, Stranger Things are out." So I did watch the first of the last two. Okay. And these are like movies, right? These are like the, two hour long. The first one's an hour 30, I think. Okay. And the second one's two hours 30. All right, I'm excited. So yeah, when I, I wasn't being able to watch both at that starting point. But tonight, as soon as I get home after this best win tonight, and they will win, I, uh, I feel like I'm telling Ollie to go to the free throw line. You will hit them both. <laughs> We're the best with this game, and you will win this game. And you will win this game. I'm going to go home watch uh, the last one. I'm I'm so overflowed because also the boys their second to last episode came out last yesterday. You're, you're overflowed. I'm overflowed. <laughs> I'm so I can't decide. I'm like Will Ferrell and the Roxbury. I'm just uh, I'm just I, I don't know where to start. Well, we've all been overflowed from time to time. <laughs> um, can, pull up, can we put a poll out there whose problems are worse between yours and I? <laughs> yeah, I, I fell and couldn't stand up for nine hours. I can't decide which show to watch first. I didn't fall. I just couldn't stand up for nine hours. But yesterday was one of those weird. If you've ever been, I've been there, and I'm still not exactly sure what was going on. People think it's the doctors think it's like my my immune system's out of whack, and whenever something slightly goes wrong, it just like attacks everything, which is apparently. Do you think you ate something different yesterday? No, I don't think it's the food. Um, okay. I've been eating really well recently, but they think it's you know some people say it's long COVID, some people say it's the vax, some people say you know nobody knows what the hell's going on. Do you on. think it was your green shake? I don't think it's the green shake. Do you think it was the? Do you think your body rejected the algae? I think the green shake yesterday was the day before was the first time that I'd made it. And Mary had made it, so maybe I did something wrong. Who the you hell? You put knows? too much aloe in it. Who the, who the hell knows? But eating peanuts. Even, regardless like, of what I had, like even if you if you've ever had something where you've been just knocked down for a full day and you're kind of like going in and out of sleep and you're you're, you're partially conscious but not really conscious and you're having bizarre thoughts. That's how I was yesterday. And at one point, I, I do roll over and I check my phone. I text you to let you know, like I can't do the show. I'm I'm dying. Fall back asleep. I'm like rolling in and out of hazes. And I wake up and I'm like, did I see that USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten? I'm like, was is this part of the fever dream that I'm having right now? Because that doesn't seem like it felt very real when I saw it on my phone, but that doesn't seem like it should be something that should be actually happening. And so I look into it a little bit more, and of course I'm like, of course I'm not on the radio today to talk about that. So we, you know we're behind on that, but it's still the topic to shore. It's still a topic that's on everybody's mind. And you and you, we haven't gotten your thoughts on it. We haven't gotten my thoughts on it. I'm assuming we're going to be pretty closely aligned with what everybody else has said, which is it sucks that this demeasuring contest between Fox and ESPN is going to, I think, hurt, and in the end, a large chunk of what we all love about college sports, when we all grew up loving about college sports. I think it sucks for the fans. I haven't seen many UCLA and USC fans celebrating this move. It's These are Pac-12, Pac-10, whatever you want to call it, members that have been in that conference for 90 years that had established rivalries that have, I mean— I know I'm the millionth person to say this, but 
like imagine USC playing a late February basketball game against Minnesota and having that be a conference game. It just it feels just wrong like at every single level. And I know there are other conference moves in recent years that I felt wrong. Missouri to the SEC still feels stupid and weird, but this especially when you look at somebody put the the geography the map and I know it's geography doesn't matter anymore. But still, these are long-standing geographical rivalries that have been going on for, in some cases, a century or more, and we're just, you know, shoving dog crap over all that and saying to hell with that. We're gonna blow this whole thing up. You like to say I have like one. I mean, I'm either 16 or I'm 60, right? So you no know, in between. Is that how you you say like? Pretty yeah, much. I mean, I'm either a kid or I'm a boomer. Pretty much. Well, today I'm a boomer. I think we're all boomers in this case. The, a lot of us are. Yeah, I'm going. I'm. I might be full boomer mode. There's no like 70 30 on this one. Yeah. I, and, and, and if there's ever like a perfect way to overuse the Abe Simpson screaming at cloud thing, that's like this this news, because it's not as if this isn't a, shouldn't be a shock, even though it's the most kind of a egregious. I would say did I use that word right? Yeah. In terms of all the moving, I mean, you're right. Yeah, Missouri and the SEC. I've driven when I, anytime I like drive through Missouri, if I'm going like St. Louis or I'm heading to Kansas City or something, like you'll see the yes, welcome to SEC country, and every time it just makes me like just feel nauseous a little bit right because it's not yeah no it's not because i'm a little fan seeing sec country it's just because yes it, this is not sec country and and while that still feels weird you know west virginia in the big 12 seems stupid i mean etc maryland not in the acc but this is a different level this is yeah we've now taken it like we're just like trying to one up each other in terms of like the dumbness of and i don't want to say the the content because obviously it makes sense i see what these schools are doing i mean we we know what's forthcoming we're looking at a two-conference super thing or right. three-conference. No more than three, but at least a minimum of two. But just, I mean, just from start, I mean, this is just, what bothers me most is not just all the football stuff you're you're, you're putting at, at risk and losing. You're talking about, you know, USC playing. I mean, you're both your fan, all both your fan bases now having to sit and watch half their games at 9 a.m. You know, the time change on a, on a half your schedule being just wonky in that way. Sure. The, the the amount of robberies you lose, you lose, you know, a Stanford USC robbery has been on since 1905. You know, I mean, it's just, you you lose the history of, of those two. But what just kind of just doesn't get thought about, it would, well, I'm sure it's thought about, but it just annoys me, is that you're doing this all for football, but you, you don't even think about the concept of how, and West Virginia didn't think about this as well, when they moved as far as they did into the, in the Big 12. All your sports beyond football that have to now deal with these travel issues. Oh yeah, and this is—I mean—and this it's a is, big deal for UCLA. It's a good point, Trev, because UCLA made it a point in like 2018-19 to step up and say, like, you know, we don't—we don't charter flights, right? We don't charter—we fly normally because it reduces fossil fuels and it's good for the environment, and we're doing all this stuff. And now <laughs> they're going to have to charter all these flights, and they're going to like everything that they said was so hypocritical. And if you talk to West Virginia people, West Virginia administrators who have been, you know, they've been quoted in stories for the last few years. Yeah, they, they felt the brunt of this big time for their, their minor sports. Yeah. They'll tell you, like, you know, football it hasn't been as successful on the field, but it's been kind of a, it's been an easier transition to the Big 12. Same with men's basketball. We've had some success yeah, there. But it's the, it's the secondary sports. It, yeah. It's the, the Olympic sports that have really been killed because, you know, those kids, they don't have the same types of, they don't get as much special treatment when it comes to their education Understatement. as football and basketball <laughs> players do. And and they're missing now full on like days. Like, like they're getting, they're having flights that are getting them back on campus at like 4 a.m. And they're expected to turn around and be at a 9 a.m. class five hours later. And this is going to be a tenfold when it comes to USC. And, and also, I mean, I was, somebody was talking to me about this yesterday, last night when I was you know, getting out of my haze. 
UCLA and USC, two pretty damn successful and proud baseball programs over the years. UCLA won a, I mean, a national title recently. Yeah. How do you recruit now? The Big Ten is not a baseball conference. You're going up against all these teams that don't prioritize baseball and that you know, you're know you going to go play a, a three-game series in I don't know, Michigan at Michigan State in late March, that's not the same as playing against Cal or Oregon or or Stanford or some one of these other warm schools. It disrupts everything about these athletic programs. I mean, I would assume they would sell they would have to both those programs would have to start for the baseball particular would have to start scheduling as tough as they can out of conference to the the better destinations because yes, you're right. It's harder to sell, hey, we're going to Cal, we're going to Stanford, we're going to you know, play a great Oregon State team who won back-to-back championships at one time in the last 10 years. Oh no, we're we're going to Minnesota, we're going to Purdue, you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. I mean, unless you're like filling those gaps in with out of conference games that you can sell them, like okay, now we're going to you know this place, this place, that place. Then you know that also does that. A makes it more difficult in your program, and B again the cost. I know people maybe will tell me you know don't whine to the NCAA have to spend more money, but what what do you think they're going to do when 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 it comes down to the cost of having to send some of these non-revenue sports which is pretty much everything short of basketball and football i mean baseball a little bit but you know when you get down to even the women's basketball programs in some of these schools or i know UCLA and US, USC are bigger schools but they're still i mean they're going to i mean it's just it's going to be it's no I, I don't be surprised you made them see a smaller a sport cut to save money cuz i mean listen i know they're not going to go and they're not going to lose money. They're going to keep their profits. No, and they're going to keep their profits. They'll cut a small sport before they lose their profits. It's also silly. And now and it's not necessary all because the football team wants to make a little extra money. Well, all because basically Fox wants to keep up with the ESPN. I mean, it, just, it, it all comes down. Like the schools wouldn't be in favor of it if they weren't scared about losing out and being out of the, the cool kids club. And the TV stations have been pushing this. ESPN blew up the Big East. It's why that whole, like, Requiem for a Big East 30 for 30, it always reminds me of the If, if OJ had published that If I Did It book. It was basically the same thing. Like, I, feel, it, I feel like it's the equivalent of when your mom was like, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. Kind of. I mean, and then they kind of did to the Big East a little bit. And then if she took you out and then made a documentary about <laughs> yeah. it. Like, that's basically what ESPN did. <laughs> that would be like a photo book with, with like, colorful uh, So uh, now the – real quick before we continue this conversation, I, I one of the things that I also wanted to mention at the top instead of – Jumping right into this. We're giving away a four-pack to Bourbon and Beyond and, oh, yeah. a, and a four-pack nice to Louder Than Life. We'll do that at the top of the 4 o'clock hour and the top of the 5 o'clock hour. I'll remind you again before we get there. But now the secondary conversation, we, we sort of dive into – because I think everybody's in agreement. Most people are in agreement. This is bad for college athletics. This is – you know, it's fun to talk about. It's a good summer topic. Like I'm, I'm glad we have this discussed on July 1st. But overall, for fans, and, and we both consider ourselves more fans than I think radio guys or media members or whatever, it sucks for fans because it's, it's just further diluting a product that we feel like is already kind of flirting or has been flirting with going the wrong way with all this stuff, uh, commerce realignment-wise. And it felt like it had sort of settled a little bit. And maybe did, my, did my you, maybe a false sense of hope that it, you, the worst was behind you. I, I think so. I was about to say maybe my naivety is showing here, but I thought that we were settled for at least a few years. I know there's all, people oh. say there's been rumblings recently. There's always been rumblings. There, there, there's been rumblings for like the last twenty years, every single year that something's going to happen, and more times than not, it doesn't. And I kind of thought that at the very least we were safe in the ACC for I don't know at least five to ten years before something like this would happen, and then. This wasn't one of those deals where it's like, oh, it's been hinted about this for the last couple of weeks that there may be something like this. No. Out of nowhere, USC and UCLA jumping ship to the Big Ten. Nobody saw this coming. And now the topic for our interest is 
one, what happens to the ACC? Two, what happens with the Big 12 and the Pac-12? And the the second part of that topic oh, has just gotten a little bit more clear, I think. Um, by the way, the Big 12 just named its new commissioner on Wednesday. What a first full day on the right. job. You know, that guy's just a dead man walking. Unbelievable. What's his name? Sean Penn? Um, you can get it? No. Dead man walking. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Come on. Um, Underrated movie. <laughs> there's clearly some like infighting already going on with Big 12 people because Dennis Dodd put out a, a story this morning saying the Big 12 is basically, they're holding pat. They're going to see how this all shakes out. They're not making any aggressive moves. And now we've got Brett McMurphy coming out in the last hour, just like 30 minutes ago, coming out and directly contradicting that report, saying that the Big 12 is already going on the offensive. New commissioner Brett Yormark is, uh, is trying to get new members. He wants to make sure that you know, if one conference is going to get eliminated and all this, it's not going to be the Big 12. And he says they're looking at Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado, along with the new members that they're bringing in this year, BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF, to get to 16 teams. So the question now becomes, what do you do if you're the ACC? And you got you, you got two options. You can either merge, take your best, and just jump into the Big Twelve, or tr- try to get into the SEC or uh, Big Ten. I mean, we're going. Well, you're cut- talking about the, the schools specifically, the league as a whole. What do you do? Do you stand pat? Do you see how this all plays out? Do you? Try- and I know the easy answer is you, you get Notre Dame. It ain't happening. It's not happening. <laughs> ain't gonna save anything on too much. Never yeah, happening. A, it's a band-aid on a broken arm in this situation anyway. And the weird thing, people keep talking about, well, the ACC has a deal with Notre Dame that says if they join any conference before 2036, it has to be the ACC. Okay. You want to see how easy Notre Dame can get out of this. All Notre Dame does is, I don't know, they get one of the pull one of the leprechauns out of their ass, pull a rainbow, get the gold, boom, there's enough money to get out of that contract. If they go somewhere, it's going to be the Big Ten. Like that's there's no ifs ands or buts about it. I don't live in fantasy world. I live in reality, which is if Notre Dame joins a conference, it's going to be the Big Ten, and they'll do whatever they have to do to get out of that contract with the ACC. So I think if you're the ACC, I don't know what you can do. You what you need to do is you need to get with the Big Twelve. Probably end up having you have two options. You can either a just watch as slowly but surely you die, and your teams go to the Big Ten and the and the and the SEC. Or you maybe try to merge the Big 12 and hope to uh, convince them to keep the name ACC, and that's the only way you're staying alive. Not happening. The thing is, the Big 12. Because I'm sorry, if you, if you the think, Big 12 thinks they're above the ACC. Well, I mean, because if you think just adding Notre Dame is going to be like finding that like one ring to rule them all, then I mean, it's not going to fight off what the Big 10 and the, AC, and the SEC are putting together right now. I the, mean, you're, I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's not. And, Notre Dame is not. I mean, you you got two conferences that are now just not only in. I mean, have taken are, are going coast to coast with. I mean, some of your biggest. And I guess maybe we should have kind of seen this coming with the Oklahoma-Texas move. But, I mean, even then, with that move, is as weird and as kind of odd and as funky as it sounds, having them in the SEC, just to move two California teams in the Big Ten, just, just I mean, it brings up the whole geographic thing of just weirdness. And, and like I said, this is just, I mean, it's going to, a lot of schools are going to, I mean, a lot of schools, when this is all said and done, like I said, it's gonna, you're going to have that bad trickle-down effect, and trickle-down effect does not work. didn't no. work for Reagan, and did, it's not going to work now. Let's say on the ACC, though, Nicole Arbach and Matt Fortuna, they put out a story from The Athletic uh, this morning, basically saying that they've talked to several of the higher-ups, powers to be, however you want to phrase it, from the ACC. <laughs> powers to be just sounds like a great From the schools, and, and they've all said, basically, they think that the ACC is, like beyond saving, I think is the, the yeah, yeah. exact words that they use. I agree. I think so. I think so much so is the Big Twelve. They, they they're going to have to get the old alliance is dead. Which, by the way, you need a new alliance. What was the whole point of the alliance? Oh, the alliance was alliance was was awful. We all knew it was dumb. 
we forgot I it mean, existed. They accomplished nothing besides they came out and had like one of those like they had the press release last month saying like we're going to do th- these things for sportsmanship week or something. That was like was all they did. The, the scheduling alliance. I mean, the alliance lasted five minutes, and the, we all knew it was going. The to The alliance be. accomplished as much as the like sixth grade walkout I tried to plan. <laughs> well, and it was just me basically leaving in the middle of biology class. It's the ACC because what's going to happen now is the SEC is going to get to twenty. They're at sixteen. Where are they at right now? They'll be at sixteen when Oklahoma and yeah. Texas join. So they'll add four. And what's the, they'll the, add four. And where's the, the Big Ten at? They're at fourteen. Fourteen now. Fourteen or sixteen now with the, with these schools coming. I mean, okay. regards. They're gonna, they're both going. They're get both going to gonna go to twenty. So if you're, I mean, I don't know about the rest of the AC, but I mean, right now, just not to skip gears, but if you're Louisville. You got to pick which one you're going into and get into the quick, because you, then you're stuck in another West Virginia. I don't think we get to pick. I mean, well, the man, SEC the more yeah. likely than not is going to target schools with football tradition from the quote unquote South. Yeah, the, the early reports are Clemson definitely. Yes, that's North me- Carolina is the other one that has been th- thrown out there. Florida State and then Virginia yeah. Tech, which seems to make a whole lot of sense. I would think they'd go out there maybe Miami over Virginia Tech. Doesn't sound like it for whatever reason. Miami would be. If they do get left behind, a prime target for the Big Twelve. A lot of money down there. Big TV market. Oh, Trans- we're we're behind Miami in either way. Yeah, I think we're behind a lot of schools. Yeah, I mean we got no because we're not. We, let's also take in consideration we've got to look at possibly what's left of the Big Twelve and Pac Twelve as well. We're competing with. I mean, all three of these. Con- that's what it is. I mean, because the Big Twelve is going to try to also maybe get there. Pac twelve done, but the Pac oh the Pac twelve is dead. Pac-12's so done. is the ACC relatively. I mean, it's probably it, it's not as far to its deathbed, but it's it's got a sentence. It's it's heard Vince gets TikToks. It's seen the clock. You like the reference there, don't you? I do. Okay, um, thank you. Come on, that's two good ones I've made in that first thirty minutes. If I had to guess, this is just me guessing, because I think it's understandable why everybody would. It's easy to hit the panic button right now because we've seen this happen before. We've seen conferences die. We saw the old Big East just fall apart. I'm going to just guess that we wind up still with four mega conferences. That it it winds up becoming the power five becomes the power four. And that's the Do, big shift in is all there who You're talking about, what, 20 teams for all four? I'm thinking, I, I don't know the exact numbers. I think 20 teams for, I think the SEC and the Big Ten both go to 20 teams. Yeah, I agree. I don't think the ACC folds. I think they take a significant hit, and they wind up looking like the, the hindered Big East from back in the day. I think the Big 12 adds some teams. I think the ACC ends up adding some teams. And both those leagues wind up, existing but and if the pac 12 is dead but if you're louisville do you stay around and become the the head of the new aac slash acc we're not choosing here or do you try to do you try to get into oh you the try big, to jump I mean, okay you try to jump if you Cause, can because in your scenario the eight that's what the acc is going to become is the aac it's going to be by far it's going to be your cincinnati's sure. your I mean, uh, yeah, your UConn, if they're still playing football, I can't remember if they gave it up again or not. They are, but they're, okay. I mean, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're, my, technically, they're playing. My point is, yeah. They're not winning. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be what's left of the pack, the lowest Pac-12, maybe Oregon State, you know, possibly, probably, you know, I don't think Stanford, they probably get into the, they'll probably get into one of the better ones. So. Washington State, it's like, well, I mean, I mean Washington, should we just start no. trying, to, should we try out for the Big West now? <laughs> Can we get in with Gonzaga, West Coast Conference? And then, of course, you'll have, you know, you'll still have your Max and stuff that'll be just, you know, that, you know, little poor Timmy outside just asking if he can have another. At the end of the day, the ACC really, I'm not saying this wouldn't have happened if they'd made better moves. But if they wanted to do everything in their pos- in their you know, power to not to avoid this happening, they made every wrong move possible. One, 
the the ACC Network TV deal, they left so much money on the table. If they had tried to split rights between the ACC and or the ACC Network and ESPN, like the SEC did with its network uh, between ESPN and CBS, they could have doubled their money, left a whole bunch of money on the table. It was poorly negotiated. John Swafford wanted to rush it out, wanted to make sure that it got out there, wanted to make sure that it got done. And guess what? The ACC Network sucks anyway, so it wasn't worth rushing out there. A ton of money left on the table. Two, everybody was set to go to a 12-team college ball playoff. And then the ACC folks, Jim Phillips and company, were like, uh-uh, we've got some issues that we'd like to have. We're not opposed to it, but we've got some issues that need to be addressed before we go to the playoff 12-team model. And everybody else was like, well, you screwed that up. And now they're left out of this thing. Like, if you'd gone to a – the old conferences worked a whole lot better if you have a 12-team playoff. And everybody said this. And now we screwed I mean, I, ourselves. I kind of hate to say it. I mean, the ACC also messed up when they kind of went for us with basketball programs instead of just focusing on the football, which is what SEC is always led in. Is still well, at leading. the time, we were as attractive a football program as any. We were coming off a top-10 finish in football. I mean, we still don't have the consistent – Right, but who else? Who would I mean, they have? Who could not, they have added? Who would have been better? I mean, UConn? we're not at the bottom of the list, but we're not near the top. Either. But who would they have added besides us? I mean, UConn was our biggest competitor. <laughs> There's nobody else out there. There was no other option out I was there that was say better West than Virginia, us. But they goofed more than us by going to the Big Twelve. Well, the they got thing. picked ahead yeah. of us. They, I mean, the ACC. If you're talking about, even if it was just football, there was no more attractive option out there for them to add than us at that point in time. I mean, the ACC when they every time they tried to expand, they they did it for football beforehand, and it didn't. I mean, Miami kind of. They had okay. Well, no, Miami went in their their last slumber after they went to the ACC. Yeah, BC got bad. BC, Te- Virginia, BC had the one little Matt Ryan run. Virginia Tech has been pretty much nothing since. Yeah, I mean Syracuse has obviously been down. I mean Florida State dominated when it first came in, but they also had a ten year head start. But they've obviously been down. I mean it's just yeah. The problem is is their cornerstone football programs that were really built around have been down. And all you've got right now is Clemson, who's still not bad, but, I mean, I mean, not bad, like, obviously, they've been good, but, you know what I mean, in terms of football programs, you can't just have one. It all just, it's it That's what it's all around. It's all and about football. Now it's, and everybody wants to feel safe. And let's, one kind of, I haven't heard this discussed somewhere else. I'm, I'm sure it has been. We're now, like, the preeminent football recruiting program on the West Coast. And we can't even go to the Pac-12 now. I mean, we've beaten out USC for some recruits now. If and the Pac-12 stays alive, do we somehow join? Maybe ACC and Pac-12 on. get together. All of a sudden, like we can't tell these recruits that like we're—I hate to use the word safe, but like safe. Like USC, if you're recruiting against them, and don't get me wrong, there were there were inherent advantages that they had over us before this whole whole thing started. But they can say, I mean, U of L, like they may be playing <laughs> MAC football this time five years from now. We're in the Big Ten. We're playing Ohio State. We're playing the big boys. We're go- we have a road to the playoff. And if we want to keep recruiting the West Coast, if we want to keep this Chillville, Cali to the Ville thing going, all of a sudden these kids are going to start asking questions. And don't think it isn't on their radar at least a little bit. They, they know about conference realignment. They know that Louisville is not quote-unquote safe. And they're going to start asking these coaching these coaching. It was happening back when Strong was here. And we couldn't guarantee. We couldn't tell kids that we were going to go to the Big 12. And it drove him crazy. So you're looking at it the wrong way. You need to look at it on a positive. Flip that script. And do the silver lining on them and say, "Listen, hey, yes, I know, you know, there's there's this conference talk, y- yada yada yada, but now on the positive side, when you get here, not only will you be playing for the Versats and being one of Scott's tots and being in the Chillville, but hey, you're going to get to maybe play a road game in one of, versus one of our classic ACC rivals, Stanford. 
<laughs> or California. We're going to get you back to the West Coast, buddy. Even though you're coming to Louisville, we're still going to come out West, and you're going to get to visit your friends at least once or twice a year. ACC legend Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I mean, oh, the tw- Twitter was having a blast. I know you were in a uh, yeah, stupor. In a stupor. That's a good one. But, yeah, ACC was the Bill Walton trending. God. You know, what's the... <laughs> The, the classic, uh, what was it, Bill Walton, a uh, Big Ten legend. I mean, what, what are you going to do with the ACC network? I mean, is I know Bill Walton even spoken about this. This has to be breaking his heart. He's I, all about the conference. I think Bill Walton has the same perspective on it as you did yesterday, but from more like my version. He's dead. No, he's just he's like he, he hasn't sobered up enough to come down from the buzz to realize that it, it isn't just a. Uh, a marijuana mirage he's seeing on Twitter. I feel bad for everyone. I think I feel bad for, I feel worst of all for Bill Walton. <laughs> I think he, this has just broken his heart. Like, he's all about the Pac-12. He's all about the, he's all about tradition, conference of champions, UCLA. Have we heard our last Bill Walton game? Do you think he just doesn't call games? He might just check out at this point. I could see him just refusing to do games anymore. I can't do. Um, I mean, he doesn't need it. He just does it for fun anyway. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Thornton Sexline has thoughts. 502-414-1450. I've got more thoughts to share on this. We we probably should get to some other stuff since we're a day late on all this. But, you know, it's a it's a huge topic. You can't not talk about it. It's going to continue to be a huge topic for a long, long time. The ripple effects are going to be, you know, far and, and wide. It's going to be a big thing for a long time. So <laughs> The class has saved Coach K, but who will save the ACC? I mean, is it even worth saving? We'll find <laughs> out. 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton Sex Line. Hit us up. We'll get to your thoughts coming up in segment number two. We'll be right back here on the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big Conference realignment anthem, right here. When we think we get close, things fall apart again. Oh, oh, do you know the Do you know the chorus of this song? I don't think so. Oh, good, and you're gonna love it because you set it up perfectly. Here we go. Oh, almost paradise. I do those. We're knocking on heaven's door. It's how little feels now, not right now. You know they, thought they, they thought they were in paradise. You know who I feel worst uh, of all? Like I, I feel bad for us. I feel bad for these other teams that are in limbo. I think I feel the worst for Kansas because very proud I men's never, basketball program. I thought hear that. But they, they suck at football. No one's going to take them. Yeah, they are pretty bad. They're going to be left out just because of it. There's already been a report that they're trying to do everything they can to get into the Big East in 2025 and then go independent in football, which makes as much sense as anything. Uh, of course, legendary East Coast powerhouse Kansas uh, can take on Creighton, <laughs> their regional rivals in the Big East. It's just, it, it's all so maddening. A reminder again, because we didn't mention it at the top of the show, we're giving away a, a four pack of tickets to Louder Than Life and then a four pack of tickets to Bourbon and Beyond. We'll do one of those coming up at the start of the next hour, one of those at the start of the five o'clock hour. So if you want to win those, keep it locked right here. Also, talking about yesterday missing stuff and you know being out for this discussion, Ooh, huh. we also missed breaking it was news. What, what? Okay, hit me, breaking news. You tried to trade Rudy Gobert. Oh, apparently can trade everybody. That's what it sounds like. To Minnesota. Oh. Wow, talking about punishment. 
Yeah, don't really care. About <laughs> yeah, just not that. Well, like it, it makes Mitch Donovan it makes it makes Donovan happy, right? Yeah, although they, there's talk that they're going to trade away everybody. That they're did, still going to trade Donovan. There's rumors he's going to the Heat. They hired a coach, didn't they, over the weekend? They did. I can tell you. I can't remember who it was too, because I think there was like reports. It was like Charlotte was like going to hire Atkinson and end up being someone else, and they end up hiring. Well, they had their old coach, didn't then they? Then they hired the guy that they fired them, right. who replaced them with the guy they just fired. NBA coaching <laughs> stuff makes no sense to me. And it's always somebody, great. it'll be like a guy that I, I'm like, didn't he suck at like East Tennessee State five oh, yeah. years ago in college? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, he's just good with NBA guys. I'm like, well, whatever. Yeah, NBA is the one coaching profession you fall ass backwards up in. <laughs> the other thing that we missed out yesterday, it was, it was Kenny Klein Day. His last oh, no. full-time work day. Uh, at U of L, and we took off, <laughs> and I was gone. We didn't take off. Well, we were off. I did. So they asked me to send in a video, like for this thing. It was actually when I was on vacation, so I filmed it, sent it in, and you can see it. They, they put out the video of like all these much, much more important people than I am, and then me kind of in there too. Like they spliced it all up, and I was upset because they didn't. I, I used the word testicles in my video tribute to Kenny Klein <laughs> because I did. And <laughs> I received confirmation after I sent it in that I was the only person who submitted a video who used the word testicles. And the fact that it wasn't on the like the, the cut that they put out there made me a little bit disappointed. And then Kenny texted me today to say thank you. For all, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But I, I was like, I wish you could have seen that. He's like, oh, they showed the whole thing on the gigantic scoreboard at Cardinal Stadium. So don't worry. Testicles was like rumbling throughout the hole. It was it was barreling in there. He's like, he's like Coach Patino also had some very funny comments. I can tell you about him later. I was like, great. I can't wait to hear that. But I was very happy to hear that Kenny heard my full comments and not just the ones that were on the, the video that got put out to the public. Two things. One, now I don't even care about saying who Minnesota gave up for, for Rico Bear. Nobody cares. I mean, it's I didn't care to begin with. <laughs> Jared Vanderbilt was included for Kentucky fans, though. Uh, I, I mean, you can't. Jared Vanderbilt's in the NBA. Yeah, well, and he's apparently going to Utah. Would have lost some money on that one. Along with a ton of first-round picks and a bunch of guys who I didn't even realize were still in the NBA as well, like Malik Beasley. Um, I, 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 I mean, you can't just tell me you used the word testicles in your tribute to Kenny Klein and not give me a context of why you used the word testicles. It's between me and Kenny. No, no. <laughs> between me and Kenny. You, Kenny, you play, they put it on the big screen. Yeah. Did you, what did you do just in the middle of the sentence going, Kenny, I remember the first time I met him. We were at this dinner, testicles. And then we went to... <laughs> That's exactly how it happened. <laughs> I mean, That's exactly what it was. You stood in there like Robin uh, Shabonsky saying nipple. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah. Uh, we promised the text line. We need to go to the text line. Oh, well, not, not nice way to change the subject yeah. there. Well, I put mm -hmm. it out there. That's all I'm going to say. Thornton's text line. We have our friends over at Thornton's. Remember, it is the summer cash bash at Thornton's all summer long. One lucky refreshing rewards member is going to win ten grand. All you got to do to enter... Open that Refreshing Rewards app, click on the Summer Bash icon, Summer Cash Bash icon, and boom, you're entered. They're giving away ten grand, and then at the end of the summer, they're giving away a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. If you don't have the Refreshing Rewards icon, if you don't have the app, if you haven't become a member, all you have to do to get involved is text REWARDS, all caps, to 80313 today, and boom, you're done. You can win 10 k You can win a Chevy Tahoe. It could be the greatest summer of your life, all thanks to Thorntons. First text that if came I'm not in today. Too lazy to do it, you shouldn't be. That's either. right. First text that came in today was, "Hey, Mike and Trevor, I don't think anybody is talking about this, uh, but USC and UCLA are going to the Big Ten, and I feel like this should be a much bigger story." <laughs> I, was, 
I'm a little disappointed I didn't see USC and UCLA trending more yesterday. It was all over the place. I mean, Are you joking? I, no, no, I, really, no, I guess it's just the multiple times I went on Twitter, I just actually didn't oh, see Oh, it's all I saw trending yesterday. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, I just, I guess I just saw, I guess I didn't check Twitter that much yesterday to begin with. But Texas says, Josh should be doing whatever it takes to get Louisville into the Big Ten. Makes more sense geographically, more money, and gets us away from the North Carolina elites who have hated us ever since we joined. Screw the ACC. Well, I don't think, I think the fact is we have to go to the Big Ten because, I mean, Kentucky's not going to listen to the SEC, right? This kind of, do they pull that many strings that? now? Well, they shouldn't even because this is a football decision. And exactly. no, no offense, but on a football level, we're right there with them, if not ahead. I mean, historically, yeah. They should kick. Well, the, just in, they just should in, be kicked out of the SEC. I mean, we sell alcohol. Ooh, we got to. Yeah, we can sell alcohol in the SEC. That's right. Yeah. It's just yeah, it's just Kentucky. They let schools do that's it. That's just Kentucky that's uh, just dumb not doing it. Well, no, they do it, but only if you're rich. Because oh, you yeah, right. only rich people can handle their booze. Because <laughs> they can afford a driver. The irresponsible that's... yokels out there in Section 545, <laughs> no, they, it's not for you. Unless you don't have a monocle, you don't have a glass. you got to chug at the gate, boy. <laughs> yeah, like they ever patted you down. Texas says, has anyone heard Bill Walton's thoughts of UCLA and USC leaving the Conference of Champions? Because that's the hot take we need. Whatever he says is going to probably get him kicked off ESPN for good. Like, he's going to be so worked up Dude, about Bill, this. Bill Walton's somewhere like following fish right now or something. He has no idea what's Grateful going dead. on. Yeah, the dead. What's left of him? Uh, Texter says, what is the future of the ACC and us in this? Also, Wings Fever. No, not, <laughs> not Wings Fever. There's no Wings Fever. The wings are dead. Wings are done. Uh, future of the ACC. I think it exists. I, I think it, I think well, it survives. Oh, okay, yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I was like, yeah, really? I know it exists. I think it survives in a much lesser form than it is right now. Do you think we? So you think it's, you, again? You say it's four, right? You think we're going to four super conferences of twenty teams? I don't know if they, they all get to twenty. I know. I think the big two get to twenty. I think maybe the other two. I don't know. I mean, why not just go lose to a few, add a few? Because you don't want to add schools just to add schools. Like if it's between us adding, I don't know, like Tulane. And staying at like nineteen, I'd just as soon stay at nineteen. <laughs> you don't want to get that New Orleans that 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 New Orleans market. Well, that's what the Big East did. For remember that they were going to add Tulane before we like everybody else left. Uh, Texas says, "I thought this girl. Oh, we, yeah, we did get a we got a new uh, U of O women's basketball player today. Josie Williams transferring that, from actually, Utah yeah. Valley. She's double a, double machine. Double double machine had twenty four double doubles last year. Uh, I think fourth most in the country. It was a single uh, season school record." Averaged about 17 and 12 for Utah Valley last year. As the front court depth, I think she'll you know, she, she'll push for a starting spot. She'll if she doesn't, she'll play big time minutes. But somebody sent her a picture of her posing with Jeff Walls. She's supposed to be six five. Walls is not that much shorter than she is. And this girl, this, this texture says, I thought this girl was six five. How tall is Jeff Walls? Walls is taller than you'd think. He's, I would. It's a good question. I never thought about it. I don't think he's as tall as he looks in that picture. Because I've played golf with him before. He's taller than me, but not by that much. How tall are you? Five ten. Okay, so Walls maybe what five eleven six foot? I'd say he's probably like six foot six one. Then again, I mean, are people really like shocked that, that, that there's like some, some uh, schools lying about the height of or weight of a, of a college athlete? Yeah. I mean, have, didn't we all grow up knowing if a guy someone's listed like six seven or probably six 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 five anyway? Yeah. I mean, no, and nobody's five eleven. I mean, <laughs> you're either six foot or you're five ten. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, haven't we just? I mean, did we just forget about that over the years? I mean, I mean, I mean, what, what was the, 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 the my famous one growing up was Barkley's listed at six six and he's shorter than Danny Ainge. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> so I mean, it's because I mean, it's just I mean, it's just like, hey, here's my first wrestling reference. It's like the wrestling reference. Every time you see a wrestler and they say they're seven feet, they're probably like six nine. Texas, are we worried about conference realignment based on football eventually killing the NCAA and the basketball tournament? 
it is an interesting dynamic because, as we talked about, I think several times on the show, the NCAA runs the men's basketball tournament. They have no control over the college football playoff. Yeah, the college football controls itself, which is why the NCAA is so focused on March Madness. It's there. I mean, it, it makes I think ninety one percent of their revenue is from the last report. They have the new one that's out. I think the twenty seventeen eighteen season uh, came out a few months ago. They almost made. They're going to start making a billion dollars off the NCAA tournament when the new TV deal comes into effect. They're almost making a billion dollars off of it right now, and it's almost all their revenue comes from the men's basketball tournament. Yep. They don't get anything from the college football playoffs. So this is obviously these decisions are being made entirely based on football. And if it does become a deal where these conferences are governing themselves in football. I think you do wonder what happens to the NCAA tournament. What happens to March Madness? Um, I know we should put the banner back up pretty soon. It's <laughs> just like NCAA, you don't have a whole lot of legs to stand on. I mean, is there is there a way to come point, at us? Is there a way to any point that the NCAA and, and and we just separate the sports in a way, like let the football go their own little divisions, but all schools just go back to the regular conferences in every sport? It's not the worst idea in the world if football just became its own thing. And just I mean, me, I mean, well, there's 112, 113 football schools. Uh, yeah, give or take. Okay, and you're talking about doing it in four four divisions, so to speak. I mean that that's eighty right there. So I mean that's you know two thirds of your schools. Yeah. I mean then you put the you put the rest in you know uh, not independent, but probably maybe two other minor conferences of like twenty teams. I mean that's that's 120 right there. I then I have here. no idea where this is all headed. All I know is I don't like it. I feel like wh- whatever happens is going to be we're all going to be the worse off for it. And I know. Even the schools that, like, Kentucky fans, you're safe in the SEC right now. I still feel like at the end of the day, it's going to wind up being... What's still going to suck for the Kentucky when, when they're having to send, you know, their softball team to, to California? Right, but the, the average and, fan doesn't really care about that. No, but the average, that's because the average fan, I mean, they should, because that's, that again, you have a trickle day. What's that's going to cause is you're going to let schools spending more money. They're going to raise tuitions. They're going to do stuff like that. That's going to co- eventually going to come back and hit your average fan when you want to send Jody to school. I'm just talking about like the basic product of football and men's basketball for the average fan right now. I think even then, it's just you're going to lose rivalries across the board. You're already losing mm-hmm. rivalries across the board. We've yeah, lost we- Missouri and Kansas are just now starting to play basketball against one another. The conference rivalries that we lost due to realignment, a lot of them are never going to come back. Texas and Texas A&M, it doesn't seem like they're ever going to play, I guess, until they get back into the SEC together. <laughs> Which A&M was not this, a fan of to begin with anyway. This seems like a bad deal for the UK football game. It, everything's just going to be different, and it feels like we're just crapping away a half century of tradition. It feels like all, all this stuff that we've taken so long to establish and all these good things. I mean, college sports rely on their lore and tradition and, and history probably more than professional sports do. Like People get caught up in this game that was played in 1938 and this, you know, we've been playing them every year since then. And now it just seems like it's all, none of it's going to matter. Yeah, I mean, college sports, when you talk about the historic robberies of all sports, collegiate or professional, I mean, it's like looking at the top 10 ratings of, a, I mean, it's like the college sports is the NFL. It's like you're both seven of your top 10 all-time watch shows. Yeah. I mean, the only ones you can, I mean, obviously Yankees, Red Sox come to mind, but I mean, the, the NBA doesn't have a rivalry that's going to rank anywhere in the top 20. You want a hot baseball rivalries. take, by the way? I mean. You want a hot baseball take real quick, off the cuff? No questions plus, asked? Um, no, yeah, I'm always. Come on, bring the hot stove. Yankees-Astros has become a bigger rivalry than Yankees-Red Sox. Ooh. Ask Yankees fans. They agree. Ooh, somebody has an inside tip on that one, too, I think. Ask the hitting coach. <laughs> he despises the Astros. I mean, I can't remember the last time the Red Sox no hit him. Uh, Texas says college <laughs> sports is dying. I don't think it's dying. 
it's going to be alive in a very different, I think, less yeah, cool form. It's just it's the never it's not going to die. It's just not going to be the same. I mean, it's not going to look anything the same. Just imagine, you know, the the the, 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 the traditions you grew up with are dying. Like I'm just trying to imagine, like you know, the AC, like because ACC people love the men's basketball tournament more than they love anything, right? They they've written mm-hmm. books about it. They've done it. They did a documentary that just got published this year that released this year. They are obsessed with this thing. Imagine like three years from now, ACC tournament Tuesday, and it's Pitt versus Washington State <laughs> in Greensboro, North Carolina. Not exactly what the founders of the league had had envisioned. Not what they had in mind. Not what the pimento cheese crowd down there is accustomed to it just it all feels wrong it all feels wrong uh plumley bro one is texted into our show i think he, i think he means this for us is it me or do i feel like trevor won't pay up if he loses this big bet it seems to be the type he seems to be the type oh, to make no. up some excuse and not I pay. I, I guess they talk about the bet on krc yeah and i don't and what well, he's talking about the, the my, my bet with, with the Scoots. eastern michigan yeah no i don't know plumley i don't i don't welch from bets I, I trust me i pay up now the question is and i told scoots this it was in our lottery thread, so you weren't involved uh, because you're too cool to be in the group. I am. Actually, we just won't let you in. It's not you true. We're going to fight you anyway. Just keep begging every couple months. <laughs> Did you get those flowers, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I told the kids, I was like, listen, I'll be nice, and I'll let you work it out and trade, and you do $500, $500 worth of working bats games for me. Ooh. And so I'm giving him an out because I don't want to have to sell his box. He just got box springs. He just got off the mattress off the floor. I don't want to have to sell it just to pay me off on a bet. That he made just stupidly about EMU. Are you going to pay Jenna $1,000 if Louisville has fewer wins than EMU? Well, that wasn't a bet. Somebody uh, somebody threw that out there on the text line. We'll have to have a talk about that one. By the way, Dugan posted on Twitter. Like, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting Dugan a little, posted on getting Twitter a, price through my blood a shady raised promo of him at the pool with his kids on vacation, except the picture sideways. <laughs> this is classic, like, old trying to, like, use Twitter. Is this bigger British on the... <laughs> it's, like, it's like rocking I'm our shady rays out I'm, here in Hollywood. Use I'm, the promo code, bigger. It's like well done, and then it's just him sideways in the pool with his kids in the pool. I mean, are you, and when they make that more purpose, half of his thumb was in the picture, like blocking the, the, the screen. Classic old. This, this is like us in twenty years with whatever the next fat. What's you kind of already? You, now. I was gonna say us. Yeah, I'm already there, buddy. You're like I can figure out. You would never even attempt something like yeah, that. I mean. I, but the, the one difference between me and Dugan, this is why he's 10 years older than me, is that I would have at least realized it's sideways and I hit send. Yeah. Then I'd have been like, how the hell do I fix it? <laughs> Texas, I didn't anticipate a six supply side economics burn from Trevor going to be a good day. You've dropped a, you've ripped on trickle down economics a couple times on the show. Well, as like I mean, a side comment. It's because it was a horrible idea. <laughs> Not disagreeing with you. Texas, if Notre Dame was smart, they would join the ACC because the path to the CFP is easier compared to the Big Ten. Hey, look, the one year they played in the ACC, what did they do? They went to the playoff. You're welcome. Congrats. I, I, we I'll, got you in there. I'll say this to the old school fan, and me being an old school fan too, because I love to. Like, if anything, this. Are you willing to give up all your geographic traditions, your alignments? You know, swallow the fact that, you know, a conference, like you said, an AC conference game is going to be, you know, Pittsburgh versus Utah or something, Utah State versus God. Syracuse. I mean, that's going to be – are you willing to do give that up if it brings football to a more NFL postseason level of tournament? I think the answer to all those questions is yes. Because I feel like that's where at least we're – because the more we've gotten towards the expanding of the offseason and tournaments, the more this alignment stuff is is, is, is creeping in. Yeah. And I don't know if it's hand-in-hand, hand, it makes coincidence, but 
I mean, that's what that's that's what I'm saying. I, I've told you this off there before on other subjects. You know, it's all about give and take. You got to meet halfway. Are you going to? Would you be willing to give up all your traditions and go to a giant four conference, four division leagues of twenty teams? If it gives you a, a sixteen like tournament and for postseason, uh, let's try to get to as many of these texts as possible okay. because we have to give away the, the tickets at the top of the hour, and that's going to dominate the text line. Texas says those testicles are solely for KP. <laughs> KK, KP. I KK. mean, I just there's so many things. Is it involving the red chair at Cardinal Stadium? I'll let you know off. It, okay. I'll, I'll tell you during the break. Okay. Texas says give your prediction for where Louisville is five years after all this conference stuff. Oh, I'm gonna say ACC. <sighs> Or whatever we're calling the ACC at that time. Yeah, I was going to say that's, that's yeah, the, the 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 odd man out of Big Ten SEC domination. Yeah, Texas says just spitballing. Navy saved Notre Dame years ago. Notre Dame could save, should save the ACC and Navy and bring Navy along with them as number sixteen. I mean, there's not going to be saving, and when it's all said and done, Navy might end up just being one of the teams in our division anyway. I love Ed Chillis. He's the coach there. No. I mean, it's go just... Navy. <laughs> Texas, I understand UCLA and USC are leaving, but are they are they taking their testicles? Yeah. <laughs> Texas, the stream is cutting out pretty bad. It's because we're getting dropped because you keep saying Probably. testicles. I just said it again. <laughs> Texas, U of L is not getting in the Big Ten or the SEC. We should try getting in the Big Twelve now. I mean. If you're Louisville, I mean, you have an you have the inside, you know, inside path to know that whether do you stay with the ACC and help it grow to be that third, or do you do you just jump ship over the Big Twelve? That's the question, really, for Louisville right now. I think you're right. Unless you think you can get in the Big Ten, but I mean, I mean, remember remember the time when the Big Ten you were like only did state schools. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think this is a good text. Texas says college basketball could actually be sitting pretty again if a lot of fans get completely turned off by this football mess. I think it's a fair point because even with these conferences being, let's say we, the conferences are the same for basketball as they are for football, it's, it doesn't matter as much because you've got the NCAA tournament. The yeah. NCAA tournament's the great equalizer, and well, that's for for the most part, that's all anybody cares about nationally. And that's kind of like my what I asked you in the hypothetical about football playoffs. Then, yeah, I mean, if it's all said and done, then I'll, do we do we really care now? Because we'll get uh, the closest thing to the NCAA tournament we do in football. Let's say you've got like the God, my voice just keeps going in and out. Sorry. Let's say that you, you the the SEC and the Big Ten hard for us. the SEC and the Big Ten go to twenty teams, and like the ACC and the Big Twelve become mega conferences as well. They're at like eighteen or twenty teams. That's four leagues out of thirty, and we're assuming the Pac-12 is gone in this hypothetical. Yeah. You're gonna have four so. leagues that have like a weird balance where it's kind of hard to gauge because they're playing in balanced schedules and the conference tournaments last you know seventeen days. Everything else is going to kind of stay the same. Like there, there's not going to be what happens in football realignment is not going to have a massive effect on what happens to D1 college basketball realignment. There may be a couple of schools that get picked up here and there, but like the Missouri Valley is not going to dramatically shift because the SEC is adding, <laughs> you know, Washington State and Oregon or whoever. No, don't add. undersell the Missouri Valley. <laughs> so it may be a thing where college football becomes like this product that people are just so upset with because it's so predictable and. It's not what we grew up liking. It's not what we. It doesn't resemble the sport that we all watched as kids and, and grew up cheering for. And college basketball winds up reaping the benefits of that. It, it, it's possible. I'm not saying that's exactly what's going to, what's going to happen, but it feels good. Uh, Texas, if this stuff keeps going on like this, then I totally agree with you guys. And football doing its own thing. All other sports stay in their respective conferences, and football be broken down into divisions, ten game schedule with a sixteen team playoff. I'd be down for that. I said just let them just go. NFL, yeah, I mean, it's already kind of its own sport. I mean, the NFL moved to 17 games. Just, yeah, let, let them do their own thing. Go, We can just put them in divisions like they do the NFL, West Coast, East Coast, Southwest, North, South. I mean, AFC, AFC, NFC, whatever you want to call it. 
and let them play instead. You can't make them play a 17 because it's college, but move them to like a, maybe a 14 game schedule. Yeah. And then put them in a playoff. Sure. And then, and then just let, yeah, I mean, the NCAA has no business over their postseason anyway. So what's, I mean, and then you know what? Then, you know what? Then they, the NCAA do be like, okay, everybody, reset back to where you were. You know, big, big East, guess what? You're going back to blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know if that's going to do with Louisville, but. You know, we'll, we'll either stay in the ACC or we'll go back to a new Big East. It's all basketball, and I'd be okay with that because the football team's playing in the uh, in the NFC, in the AFC North oh, yeah. or the <laughs> NFC South or whatever. Wild times. <laughs> I wouldn't hate it. All right, we, we've talked over the top of the hour. We'll, we'll take a break now. We'll come back when we do. We're going to be, let's do um, louder, louder than life. Louder than life first. We yeah. will do. We'll give away a four pack of tickets to Louder Than Life. That's going to come right at the top of the hour. If you want those tickets, keep it locked right here to 1450 and All right, welcome in hour number two, Friday edition, holiday weekend, getting going. Hope you're having a good one. I guess we should note we're going to be off Monday. Happy Fourth of July to you. Well, bats though. We'll have the bats though, so you're technically Trevor's not off. They are uh, six, so their normal start like their their nighttime there. So six thirty-five coverage, seven oh five first pitch, and they've got to go straight from Toledo on Sunday, an an afternoon game into back to Louisville, and then play that game. So maybe take the under if you're in Southern Indiana, but. Just saying. <laughs> the views expressed by Trevor Kelsey do not necessarily reflect the views of the fourteen fifty Big X team. I mean, isn't that, the, isn't that the, what you do you, when, when you have a, like a late game and then a day game the next day? You kind of want to look at the under. Yeah, I mean, it's how. I, I, I guess you say, could also argue the pitcher be, be pitching be bad so you get the over, but the best Pac twelve uh, betting tip, which I guess now it doesn't exist anymore, is when teams would have to take like the Rocky Mountain trip. Because the, the Pac-12 does the thing where, like, you play yeah, you, you two play, games. You, you play, play Arizona, then you play Arizona, Arizona State. State. You play right. USC, play USC. Yeah, exactly. There's like Which a, just makes sense. A lot of, all, the conference, a lot of the conferences do that, especially the smaller ones. There's a thing in in basketball where – because Colorado and Utah go together. And typically those teams are not, like, the best. But <laughs> when you have to play in that elevated air, like, like there's a big – I can't remember what the stat is exactly, but since those two teams joined the conference, like, only three teams – have won both those games back to back. Like, so you look at those because yeah. you'll get some good spreads, some juicy spreads, especially when Colorado and Utah aren't very good. And you always take those teams not to cover against Colorado and Utah. I would think you would probably be, especially the first game, the second game, you would think they maybe they kind of got used to it by then. I don't know. But for whatever reason, teams just cannot adjust. Now you've never been to Denver, right? Or Colorado? No, I have. Okay. Multiple did, times. did you? Okay. So I couldn't remember. I, I forget. Okay. So as I, did you ever affect you in any way? No, see, we and we actually did some hiking, and like we would do this thing where I did not. <laughs> there was like a, 
like, so I've I've got like pretty bad asthma. Yeah, no, yeah. So I would see like you know we'd be hiking up and like you'd see the signs where it's like elevation, like you may be, and like Mary struggled with her breath and all these people struggling with breath, and I was like, I think you guys just feel like I feel like all the time. I think that's what's <laughs> happening, and like it doesn't, it had no, it didn't change anything for me. Yeah, anytime I would see the elevation sign, it never, yeah, I never had a problem with breath. Now my ears would pop. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, is there anything very few? I think the only thing more annoying to me when my ears are popping is when I have hiccups. I despise hiccups. Wow, yeah. I mean, they're so, it's just annoying. Are annoying. I can get rid of them. I'm very good at getting rid of them, though. But I think it's the air quality that helps me out so much. Like, Mary's one of her best friends has, like, cystic fibrosis. And, like, they um, like the, they told her to move to Colorado because, like, the air is better for you. Like, you're yeah, less like, likely to get – it's going to be like, – you'll live a much, much healthier life. Like, if some people have, like, certain things, you'd go to Arizona for the dry right. and stuff. Right. Yeah. And so she moved out there, and she lives in Fort Collins now. We've seen her a couple of times. Nice. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, I think – Probably the air quality helped me as much as anything to not deal with the elevation and all that stuff. Clear skies out in some of those areas are pretty cool, especially oh, on the awesome. way there. We we, we did, chose did, to drive. Have you, you ever driven? Well, then you yeah. Yeah, you go through like Kansas and uh, I guess you'll go through. You go no, you only go through Kansas, I guess. See, yeah. we drove through. We, we did the thing where we flew into Denver and then drove to um, like Steamboat Springs. And okay, we yeah, sidetracked yeah. Those, so we got to go like through Rocky Mountain Park and all that stuff. Oh yeah, it's at awesome. night, like the, the moon looks so low Very and cool. the cloud. Yeah, it's 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 really awesome to see. All right, let's do it. People are sick of us talking about Colorado. Let's give away a four pack of tickets to Louder Than Life. We're gonna hint, give away a four pack. It won't be John Denver. <laughs> we're gonna give away a four pack of tickets to Bourbon Beyond at the start of the next hour. Uh, again, Louder Than Life, Bourbon Beyond. They're coming your way very soon, which I think the Louder Than Life Festival is going to be September 22nd through the that 25th at the KY Expo Center in Louisville. Loaded lineup. And what we're going to do is we're going to play a song from one of the bands that's going to be at this event. The first person to text in the correct band and the name of the song to 502-414-1450. You're going to win this four-pack of tickets. Very simple, very straightforward. Hit it, Trevor Kelsey. I feel like I'm doing Hurdle. That's enough. All right, 502-414-1450. You haven't got that on Hurdle. You've already, you already lost your, your credit for the day. All right, we got it. We got it. We got it already? We got it. We got it. Um, see, the thing is, like, with the stream, though, being delayed, we get, like, oh, man, we're going to have, like, 15 texts coming I know, away. I know. I forget about the streamers. I'm sorry, people. Because the last time we did one of these, and I kept saying, like, it's in. We got it. Like, they just, like, kept coming in, kept coming in. I'm like, I'm sorry. I didn't realize. <laughs> so now we're going to keep dealing with this. Uh, we have no wrong answers so far from everybody who sent it in. So That's a good thing, at least, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we have we do have a one. Awesome. Hold on one second. <laughs> now, what do you do if you see the text? Because these are times stamped on our text for those listeners thinking maybe they they think they send it in time. Like, what do you what do you do if you have it, like the time stamp is the same as like three different texts? You just, just the first one. But you, they show in they show up in order ah, on the on point. the, uh, the Google yes, Voice. Thing. You're right. You're right. So they, they do. Um, are you texting them back? Yes, I'm just making sure I can mark who the winner is. Okay. Well, if you yeah, if you text yeah, if you text them back something, I'll see it in there. Okay. There we go. Just text them back. Just you won or something Boom. like that. I just did. Know. Okay. Good. You're awesome. Good just job. Did. You're the one. Thank you. <laughs> I need that positive reinforcement today. Uh, that but, was, by the way, the correct answer: Red Hot Chili Peppers, "Breaking the Girl." Is there any band that has made more money off non-statistical lyrics than the Red Hot Chili Peppers? No. Like they LFO. Just, <laughs> By the way, that song released 22 years ago today. Mary, let me know that earlier today. I mean, you ever listen? I mean, listen. I, like, 
I, I love Red Hot Chili Peppers. I do. I'll never forget. I used to have a friend that was a couple years older than me. And, like, when I remember, like, eight-year-old Trevor was, like, mind-blown when he, sh- he let me listen to, like, you know, Blood Sugar Sex Magic and Mother's Milk. And, like, when I'm like, ooh, those Guns N' Roses have played the destruction aside. I'm, I'm moving on. Like, but, like, if you ever, like, listen to the lyrics of Red Hot Chili Peppers, it makes zero sense in every song. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them Sometimes do. they don't even, like, they'll just say words that I don't even think are words. That's fine. That's fine. Um... I appreciate the people who have uh, who are trying to diagnose me on the show, and trust me, like it's it's impossible. Uh, somebody said, "I wonder if you have." I think it's called Guillain Barr syndrome. Like, it, it, there's a lot of people that say the thing is like if you Google this stuff, it drives you insane because you get one side oh, of people yeah. saying it's all from COVID, another side of people saying it's all from the vax, and you know who the hell knows. And but there are people that have developed this exact syndrome where your your immune system attacks itself uh, after COVID. It, it's it's all an absolute mess, and I try to just at this point, like avoid as much of it as possible because it just drives me insane trying to read it. But none of it's fun. I'll say that. It's okay, though. Uh, but congrats. We have a winner. We're going to give away uh, four more tickets to uh, Bourbon and Beyond at the start of the 5 o'clock hour. We're, we'll do the same thing. Trevor's going to play a song from one of the acts at that uh, festival that's coming up, and the first person to correctly text in the name of the uh, band and the song is going to win that four-pack. TK, you mentioned you know you were all excited guts. about Blood and Guts. How <laughs> could you? Look at us. I wanted to let you know. This is why you're the Mike Reno to my Ann Wilson. By the way, do you know it was 30 years ago today? It was the release of A League of Their Own. I saw that today on Twitter, too. 30-year oh. anniversary. Does A League of Their Own not get enough credit when we talk about greatest baseball movies? I think it gets an adequate amount of like, credit. When you say name greatest people, you, you'll hear, you know, Field of Dreams. You'll get, uh, you know, even Major League to a degree for those comedy lovers. You get The Natural. You know, you, you, but I don't know. No one ever says a league of their own. Bull Durham. But no one ever says a league of their own. And I think it's, to me, I'd put it like. Marla Hooch. What, what a, a hitter. <laughs> I, I, the, the bad part is this. I don't know. You, and you can tell me this. Does this make me sexist? That it, probably. Is. In a, probably. <laughs> probably stop, go ahead and stop, stop right, right now. I mean, it's a movie that, in, in, in not, not take away nothing away from the characters, but the base of the movie is about the ladies and the women's baseball. Uh-huh. Yet the greatest thing on that movie is the dude, Tom Hanks. I mean, every line in his... He probably is the best. I mean, he He's is... the funniest part, no By doubt. far. I mean, come on, ladies. Dozens and dozens of men are winning. <laughs> you know what I mean? I really enjoy the part where you scratched yourself for an hour for two innings. Ain't nothing worth doing. You don't do right. Hey, every line... Avoid the clap. Jimmy Dugan. I mean, it's a great movie. Everything he says in that movie is just awesome. And yeah, I, when I went to Cooperstown, uh, some of the pictures I took, I went to like a wax museum in the village there, and I took a couple pictures of me with some of the League of Their Own wax museum characters, because I just, I love that movie so much. Nice, quoted all the time. Thirty years, huh? It's a great movie. Thirty years. Damn me, Madonna for that song, because I hate that song, but it gets stuck in my head every time it plays. Too. We didn't make enough of a deal, by the way. This of, is of, our playground. Of intern Jenna saying when we asked her if she knew who Master P was, I think I've heard my dad talk about him before. Was the exact response. I was like, no. We had a text near the end of the show yesterday or uh, or Wednesday. I think it came maybe late. We didn't see it, but it, it was. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something around like the lines of like, can, "Would you have been able to tell yourself so many, you know, ten years ago that Louisville's backup point guard would be Master P's son?" And I'm thinking to myself, I want to go back to 16 year old Trevor and be like, "Hey, 16 year old Trevor, see that dude on top of a tank rapping." His son is going to be a contributor to the Louisville's basketball team. Who do you? In 20 years. <laughs> 30 years, him? whatever. Um, God. <laughs> the texter who won the tickets has said that he would, he'd like to be known 
that he would like to dedicate his win to the Imani Bates future failures. Solomonic, <laughs> I can scalp his tickets and put them towards the bed. Is that what he's saying? Can we say definitively, by the way? Uh, because it's now been. I'm re- winning this bet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. It's been reported in multiple places, so it wasn't just us trying to say. You know, well, we actually didn't want him to do that whole recruiting thing. Oh. Gary Parrish, who I, I actually texted with about this, who's embedded in Memphis, knows as much about Memphis sports and what goes on behind the scenes there as anybody, and has been following the Imani Bates stuff for you know, since he committed to Memphis or was rumored to commit to Memphis. He said, in no uncertain terms, Louisville pulled out. Michigan didn't want him. Giggity. Memphis didn't want him. Louisville didn't want him. And that was what he said. He said it, originally there was an agreement that there was going to happen. It was uh, you know, understandable. There's a relationship there. He said it was actually more quickly than people thought that Louisville said, no, like we, we're done. We're not out. We're, we don't want you. The only other time I can, that comes to my mind, I'm sure you'll point out other examples because I don't fall recruiting enough, is Quincy Miller. And that worked out pretty well for Miller him. and Bello. Well, they were they were a team though. They were. I mean, they went together regardless. They also got sent home from their recruiting visit at the same time. But I'm just saying that was. I remember. I just remember that was like one of the few times. Because I don't. And then again, like you said, you could probably be like, "Well, we did it for this." This because I guess what was the uh, the uh, the cat burglar guy too? Maybe cat I guess barber you could say the same thing. Yeah, I will. I'll, I'll tell the story on air. I don't but, mind. But Enough Quint, time has but passed. But Quincy Miller is the one I just remember being like. Just, it was it was clear that we weren't well, even going. I'll, after t- him. I'll tell you exactly what happened because Rick Pitino told me this. Face to face, like one of the first times I ever met him, and I don't think he'd mind telling me now. (laughs) He said, and again, you can, you know, you can do the I believe Rick Pitino as much as I throw him. You you can take this for what it's worth, but according to Rick Pitino, and he said this not publicly, he said it to me. He said, when Quincy Miller and Deuce Bellow were on their recruiting visit, he's like, it was going great. First day was great. They played pick up with the team. They liked the facilities. They came into my office then the second day in the middle of the the visit and basically came out and said, here's what we want to come here. And he said, in all my he, he said in all my years of coaching, he's like it was the first time it had ever happened. He's like there have been intermediaries who'd reached out and said, you know, we need this to happen, or he needs this, or we need this yeah. degree of certainty. He's like I'd never had kids come up and say definitively, we need this amount of whatever to play here. And he says we sent them home, and they committed to Baylor that weekend. So <laughs> kind of eerie coincidence. I know that this that Bates isn't the you know air quote maybe he is the, the nil guy that Kenny Payne turned down, but. You know, we're, you know, he's not, but it was very, there was very clearly something yeah. happening that didn't sit well with, sit right with Kenny Payne and company. And they said, thanks for nothing. And I, I think everybody knows what it was. It's, Probably. it's Elgin, his dad. It's, his dad wants to be hands on. He wants to continue to, because the, according to Parrish, like the stuff that was going on, like I, I mentioned that there were rumors of Memphis players not wanting to play with Bates and not getting along with him and not liking that he kind of talked down to him. According to Parrish, it also was like, Elgin Bates calling Penny Hardaway five times a day, getting into fights with people at games, like just trying to show up to practice and you run practice. with a little league parent. It's exactly what it's that. I mean, you're dealing with a ipsy prep parent, a guy who started a school for his kid and doesn't want him to be pushed hard by anybody. And guess what? Guess what's going to happen in Eastern Michigan? It's going to be an effing disaster. Oh, he's going to be able to do whatever he wants, yeah. I, I feel bad. Poor like Stan Hayes is just sitting there just collecting the check. Playing probably Wordle on his phone. I feel bad for the kid. I do. It, it, in a lot of ways, I do. I think he's just been well, cause, yeah, ruined I mean, by the grown-ups around him. I mean, the thing is, is I mean, I like to say he's going to make he's gonna, at least going to make a decent chunk of money in this short time in college. But I mean, odds are he's probably not going to save anything. It's just, it's just, it's going to, yeah, it's going to end up being a bad story in the end. Texas, have you ever listened to Bush lyrics? They're total nonsense. Yeah, but I wouldn't compare the, the success of Bush to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. But you're right. Yes, I. Hey, this is gonna sound really bad. I, when they first came out, I loved Bush. 
Like I was, uh, I was, uh, yeah, I, I saw Bush in concert twice. Did you? Yeah, I did. So once, well, they were both free, but still. I mean, still Doesn't I, mean you didn't see I them. I showed up. Does that count? <laughs> Texas says, wait, this radio deal means less Rutherford show. I now immediately regret this decision. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but it's still more, it's still Cardinal talk. More Cardinal I mean, content. Yeah. I mean, we're, it's just, we're taking, we're not like you're sending to like a UK show or something. I once hosted the Cardinal Insider when Jody was sick a couple Did years you? ago. Did well, you? I No, I didn't record it, actually. Never mind. It was the least. So this was when I hosted the Cardinal Insider during the like the, the height of lockdown, the height of the pandemic, when there was <laughs> nothing going on. And it was, and I had to record it by suck. myself in my basement <laughs> with like on like an audio thing. I had like nobody helping me. All I had was like the YouTube interviews that they would do with coaches. And I would just like hit record and like play the YouTube interviews for like two of the segments. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I, there's nothing else to talk about. What do you want me to do here? <laughs> Should have called me. I'm doing the best I can. You think I could do the Cardinal Insider? You, I couldn't do interviews because I was doing it by myself at home on the computer, not with like a Comrex or anything like that. It was so just, you're just pretending like you're asking the question and then playing the answer? No, I was just like, and here's more from Malik Cunningham talking about what he's doing with his quarantine time. Like it was just, it was an impossible job. I did the best I could. <laughs> Good. But I'm sitting there alone in my basement, recording it like on an and sending in like the audio files. It's to, kind of depressing. <laughs> hey, that, it was a depressing time for everybody. It was yeah, not a true. fun time. Mm-hmm. Texas says I appreciate the weekly Colorado chats from the Red Rocks guy. <laughs> Love RRG. Texas says uh, Ben Simmons, the rewatchable podcast on a league of their own, is awesome. I'm assuming that means he means Bill Simmons. I would. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't, not so fast. Maybe Ben Simmons. I'd like to hear Ben Simmons' I'm thoughts on Ben Simmons would be pretty good. Texas, Hersey Miller had offers from Mizzou, UCLA, USC out of high school, but went to Tennessee State. Any insight on why? He probably didn't have those offers. They probably weren't legitimate offers, or they were just walk-on offers. Yeah. That, I don't he, remember he, seeing his offer sheet. Uh, I'll take the texter at his word. I do know. I mean, he had a $2 million NIL deal. And I think originally— That was based on his, like, his TikTok— Exactly. Or something, yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. I mean, his de- Master P. Should we call him Percy or do we call him Master P? I don't know how to go about this. We've never, <laughs> we've never had a rap father. Well, uh, you know, I mean, Snoop still goes by Snoop, even though he's got like three kids out of college through it. I mean, yeah, but when like Master P gets written about, like when Crawford wrote about him, he referred to him as, as Miller, like Percy Miller. Well, we're calling him Master P. Okay. Well, when Master P was asked yeah. about uh, Hersey Man. making a move, he said, and again, this is a dad who thinks very highly of his son. He said basically he had the option of like going to Davidson and being a, a Steph Curry type player, or going to the West Coast and being like a a Dame Lillard at a smaller school, and then or he could be a part of a bigger time program and play a lesser role. And he chose to to play a lesser role. I do like he's already done like the kid Hersey Miller. He showed up and visited a, a couple of like he, he visited a two year old girl who'd been shot. Um, nice. it was recovering. I know he said. He visited a girl who had hearing loss, and that was part of the reason, like, forming that relationship with her was one of the reasons that convinced him to go to Louisville. It seems like a good kid to have in your program yeah. for a variety of reasons. He it's seems good. like he's got a good head on his shoulders, which is, is really encouraging. Glad to see an influencer using their influence for good. Exactly. And it sounds like the whole family kind of does stuff like this, which is, yeah. is cool. I'm glad to have them on board. Which is also, again, go back to 1996 and tell this to 16-year-old Trevor and see how much he believes you. That's true. I mean, <laughs> Texas says, I think you are a bit too pessimistic on conference realignment. In my opinion, there's a reason Louisville has the second biggest apparel deal. Yeah, I mean, it's all I feel like we're, we're playing the hits now from you know, 2011, 2013, when we were like, I looked at the landscape and was like, how is this even a discussion? Like, we're very good at the, the sports that matter the most historically. Maybe not recently with men's basketball, but I think everybody assumes that's going to get back to where it's supposed to be. We're very good at the sports, the Olympic sports. We have a gigantic apparel deal. We have a 
relatively large television market, at least for college sports. Look at any sport and look at where Louisville stands in terms of the, the TV numbers. Like, we eat, breathe, all this stuff. Like, it's what we do. We are diehards. And if it is all just about football, then I understand why we'd be behind some teams in the backing order. I don't think we should just be totally left out. And we've got money. A lot I mean, of money we're, here. We're <laughs> we've got money. We've got money. Come on. Come on. We we're got, in magazines. We can pay you. Uh, I mean, I, <clears throat> when I say, I mean, it's, I, I don't think it's fair. I mean, I don't think Louisville's, I mean, we're at the top of the middle class. Yeah. I mean, we're, uh, when it comes to football and what we can bring to the table. We're the friend that has a pool, but not like the nicest pool. It's, an up, it's, it's an not. Up, it's not above ground. No, I think it's kind it's of below no, ground. We've, we've got, no, we've got the. We, we're like me. We are. I am Louisville. We, I've got a hot tub, but it's an inflatable. Well, no, that's not Louisville. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it is above ground, we build a badass deck around it so it doesn't look like it's. Well, above ground. we yeah, we did do that, but it's still above ground. We're still an above ground pool. We now have a report from. I'm, I'm already so sick of this. I because I, I mean, listen. You, you, hold on. I know we've got. Let's do the uh, breaking news. It's real quick. We got more breaking news. Yeah, this is a report now from Jeff Ehrman, who covers uh, Maryland sports for InsideMarylandSports.com. Oh no, what's Maryland up to? He said he's hearing there's confidence in Big Ten circles about both Notre Dame and Oregon jumping on board. I'm already sick <laughs> of these reports. I already hate this. Some people like this. I don't like it at all. It's not fun. You don't know who to believe. There are a million different reports out there, and then whatever actually winds up happening is something that shocks everybody. Like. All these people who have all these reports, all these insiders, all these tidbits, all these tracks to the Big Ten and SEC brass, somehow none of them knew that USC and UCLA were going to the Big Ten yesterday. I mean, we should have—I mean, well, yesterday, no, but we should have—I feel like we should have seen it coming more closer to, to than, than farther than when, when Oklahoma and Texas made their move. We should We should have think? Known. If we, all these people know all these people. I mean, do what I know? No, I don't— I don't have any insight. Sources, Brett McMurphy, does, we don't hang out anymore. You know, he, well, Trevor, I don't think anybody, I don't think you need to tell anybody that. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to give you any inside info ever, here either. Ever since I only got the inflatable hot tub, we quit coming over. I the mean, Mike Rutherford <laughs> show is on the outside looking in when it comes to conference realignment scoop. I don't think, I don't think that needed to be stated. Now, the timing of when the other shoes should, should have dropped, I mean, maybe we wouldn't know that, but the fact that the other shoe's dropping, we should have probably seen coming at some point. I, at some point, yeah. But there was no indication that this was imminent. Like, don't you think Texas and Oklahoma? Which one's more shocking at, when, at the time of it coming out? Oklahoma, Texas, or the USC, UCLA? Oklahoma, Texas, because it was the first big rumble. Exactly. Okay. In the new, th- like, I it, agree. It also just seemed like I didn't know that there were, like that was even a thing that could happen. You know, I, Oklahoma, Texas going to the SEC. Yeah. I agree. And now it I mean, just we seems should have like, thought about it with Texas saying them maybe, but still. at this point it just seems like anything's possible. Like we could just have no conferences. We could have like fifty teams that get selected for a football league, and that could be it. Like who the hell knows? It just yeah. Who who is the who who who's left? I mean, in terms of, okay, when you look at the ACC, the I mean, I, don't, I guess the Big Twelve and the Pac Ten, the th- the three the three that you know obviously hopefully two hoping two will survive and one will end up end up passing. Is Oregon the the top prize left? Well, I guess Clemson maybe. Probably well, Clemson, just based on football. I don't know. Oregon, you're getting. I know the, the Northwest isn't a big market, but you are getting that. A, you're getting that major market. We're well, getting Nike, and you're getting Nike. Yes, because you got you got to remember, we're looking at this also from TV view, which is interesting because I which is what made the Rocky. way that Pac-12 people have laid it out, which was surprising to me. They said the big draw for Oregon is obviously Phil Knight and Nike. Obviously. And the big draw for Washington is they're the biggest TV market that's left out there. Which they're I, in Seattle, yeah. I didn't know, but I guess that makes sense. And they are, despite being in a pro sports market, they have a good, solid, fairly rabid 
college sports fan base. I believe that, yeah. And so I, I, I get that. So Washington and Oregon seem to be like the two big crown jewels from the Pac-12 that are out there. I think in the ACC, it's Clemson just for football and football alone, and that's, yeah. that's fine. But, yeah, they do enough for football. That you're, they, you're getting, yeah. Florida State, too. And then Virginia Tech is getting a lot of buzz for – How's Virginia Tech getting being a logical fit? I mean, they still like look at their stadium though. Like they still, I mean, yeah. Even when they're bad, that place is rocking. You gotta look, yeah. It's gonna look at, I mean, how big a stadium is, how what their attendance numbers are gonna be. Yeah, a big part of it. Uh, somebody texted and said Maryland Terps Jeff Ehrman reports that he's hearing Big Ten circles have confidence in getting Notre Dame and Oregon. There you go. I mean, there's nobody left in the big the Big Twelve, right? Other than maybe Oklahoma State. Hmm. Who's left in the Big Twelve now? I mean, we talked about Kansas. Texas Tech, nobody cares about. Texas Tech and TC, no one care about. West Virginia, no one cares about. Kansas State, Iowa State, no one cares about you. It's Oklahoma State anyway. It's Probably. Baylor, Baylor, maybe. But Baylor's only really as, mo- as much basketball as he is. I mean, they do bring football, don't get me wrong, but I mean. I mean, Cincinnati might be more attractive to some conferences than some of the schools that they have left. Not between those two. I mean, Oklahoma State, and you talk about when you talk about attendance and selling out and everything. TCU I mean, does well. TCU would get some some traction. A little bit, but they're behind Baylor in terms of the Texas schools. <sighs> TCU's always going to end up in end up in the ACC third third level conference. I take them. The Big Ten and SEC aren't going after TCU. Texas has new segment. Trevor ranks tangentially famous '90s bands: Bush, Collective Soul, Live, and the Toadies. <laughs> Live. I you know you know the moment. The moment I knew this show would work and I like you was when you said you and your son is born, you were going to sing live lightning crash. <laughs> I was like, I don't, it was like the second week. I think I knew I was Angel like, open that was the, the exact moment. I was like, this dude is cool. I can do this. Mary just screaming at me to turn it I off. Mean, this is, I was like, pale blue cover. I remember in my mind, I thought this guy literally just dropped a lightning crashes reference. <laughs> on. I'm, I'm done. We're, we're good. It's a good uh, it's a good idea. I still Tucker says, Mike, I heard you singing that Southern Charm thing song. Bravo to you, sir. It caught you caught that. You like that. <laughs> Shout out to Craig Conover. Love you. Send me another pillow. Texas, help me feel optimistic about U of L ending up in a good spot when all of the dust settles on realignment. I just don't see U of L coming out of this feeling good about their situation. I mean I can't tell the thing is there's too many moving parts right now. I can't either, yeah. I felt good about it when like it was easy to diagnose when it was us versus UConn for the ACC. It was even easy to diagnose when it was just us versus West Virginia for the Big 12. You could say, well, it's a two-horse race. Here's our advantages. Here's theirs. Here's what the Big 12 might like. Here's yeah. what they might not like. you got senators battling it out. We've got no idea what conferences are going to look like. We've got no idea what the remaining conferences are going to do. We've got no idea if there would be interest from the SEC or the Big 10 or both. Like, just We have no idea. I mean, we could sell to ourselves the SEC that we're, we can help with the Ohio Valley market with Kentucky and, 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 and you know, in, a, in their fight against what the Big Ten already pretty much owns, which is Ohio State, Michigan, et cetera, et cetera, in this Midwest Ohio Valley area, I mean, we can we can we can use that as a debate. We can use that as the same thing to the Big Ten of help. You know, is Louisville a Midwestern city? Yes, I for mean, argument in this, purposes. In, the, in this debate, yeah, I mean, we're going to have to be because that's that's the best thing we can bring to the table in terms of getting into one of those two. And if, because if we don't get into one of those two, and we've said this a hundred times, but it's going to be true, then we're going to have to. Hope that you know if it's if it turns out to be only three that we get into the third, which I think we would. But how, then you got to think, well, what's going to be? I mean, what is the left? I mean, as yeah. we as we said, we're looking at what SEC with four more schools probably adding. 
The Big 12 probably has, what, a seven? Or they're 14, so they got six. They're going after Pac-12 schools right now. So there's 10 schools left that's going to go to those two conferences. And when you look at what's best of the left, I mean, yeah, I mean, Washington, Oregon, Cal or Stanford are probably going to go into one of those two. Let's get this Louisville-BYU rivalry going in basketball. I mean, the, kill, SC- kill the there. SEC, if there's, I mean, if this is what it's going to be going to in terms of ratings, SEC is going to get Cal and Stanford probably. If they don't get Oregon or Washington. In fact, they'd probably be smart just to go after Cal and Stanford, to be honest with you, and just take California and finish that off. And that leaves, you know, whoever's left. Who, is anybody left in California? I'm forgetting uh, off the top of my head. But, who knows? Yeah. I mean, then, then that would put them at 18. And then they'd probably want to go after Washington or Oregon. And if they don't get one of those, they'd go get one of those two. And then the last team they would go after would probably be, I'd say, Midwest. Maybe grab, try to grab someone to, to team with, with Missouri, and if that's the case and there's one spot open, that's our opening in the SEC, and that's probably the only chance we have getting in the SEC. Yeah, I mean, again, we're like we're, we're like Charlie from It's Always Sunny, like putting a million <laughs> different threads. Like Pepe oh. Sylvia, Pepe Sylvia, I, Jim I'm, Phillips, I'm Jim that, Phillips. I'm that Charlie combined with the dance-off Charlie, where he's like, you, you're eating the whole brownie, Charlie? I can handle my sedatives. <laughs> you know what we need to start doing again? <laughs> Great episode, by the way. We gotta start touting all the things we have to offer again. You Southerners, you ever been to a balloon glow? <laughs> you have you ever been carried across the tree up against the lawn on Derby Day? We can make that happen. Who's the SEC commissioner? Hey, Midwesterners, <laughs> you ever been to a balloon glow? <laughs> you ever walked across a Big Four bridge? You ever? You ever? You ever you ever seen the anticipation and excitement of, of two river boats going <laughs> going down the river? You ever <laughs> and, spent five hours bony speeds <laughs> watching a slow ass boat race? That's fixed. It's like watching Deadpool chase the guy that's a bony. Big. T- <laughs> we'll let Ryan Day draw a pole position for the Derby. Let us in the Big Ten. Let us in. You, you ever walked across a river? We got your back on that one. My God. Um, <laughs> you think you've got fireworks? What do you see ours? <laughs> you ever had graders? It's a Cincinnati thing. I don't care. We got it here, too. <laughs> we got bourbon. You want a drink? God. <laughs> Texas says, how many Jets and Lamborghinis can we offer to the Big Ten Conference to get in? One trip to Bowman Field should do the trick. Let's make it happen. Okay, that's a good. Here's another one for you. Get if that you, caterer back. What, what if we actually get the choice? Mike Rutherford, you got the choice. Louisville gets to go ACC or Big Ten. Or SEC or Big Ten. Which one are you taking? SEC. No doubt about it. More Maybe. money, more stability. Mo money. If it were just about the games. It all comes down to Mo Money again. Where's Damon Waynes? If it were just about the games, I'd probably say Big Ten. Like, I think it's a kind of a, a better fit. But the SEC is clearly driving this whole boat. Yeah. Like, you want to be in, in the boat that's leading the way. Like, that's the – it's an unsinkable ship. You like all these nautical references? Are they doing anything for you? Somewhere Georgia Tech fans are like, damn it, why did we leave again? <laughs> Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we'll wrap up hour number two. It's like 80-year-old guys sitting around going, I told you all back in 1950, it was a mistake to leave then. And now, like, no one calls me. I'm, they just say, go change Papa's diaper and tell me he's a loony thing. Yeah, like an I called it t-shirt. <laughs> just rocking it for his whole family to see. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. We'll take more of those. Uh, it's Realignment Madness. It continues on here next on the Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X.
dancing on the same bright star. And when the night wind starts to sing a lonesome lullaby, it helps to think we're sleeping. I want the mouse version though. The same big sky. I can't help but think how this is like working so perfectly with our conference. They play with the thunder over Louisville every year. You like what you hear, Ohio State? You like what you hear, Jim Delaney? I feel like we're singing to, to like the boat hostage and being in the big head. Somewhere out there in out the big head. <laughs> Sorry, I said Jim Delaney. I met Kevin Warren. I love you, Kevin. Let us in. You are my James Ingram to my Linda Ronstadt. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you guitar solo, baby. All right, that's it. Okay. Great song. Let me in now. Let me in now. Kevin Warren, Greg Sankey, let us in now. (laughs) Back to the Nelly theme. Speaking of themes, have you you, you even guessed what the Bible, American Tale theme song. That was not the Bourbon and Beyond giveaway song right there. (laughs) I I love an American Tale. Oh. Big, huge fan. Now, what about? Five uh, Goes West, incredible. Also incredible. Don't, I wouldn't go incredible on that one, but I do love yeah, the first Get one. Get out of my face. The first one, I mean, I think we've talked about this. We each had like the Five Old Doll, right? Oh, yeah. I think you have from like Target or Walmart or something. They are sure, Sears. Yeah. I mean, one of the stores gave, like, it was exclusive to like a store. I forget which one it was. And uh, yeah, I had that thing. I mean, I loved it. Have you figured out what today's theme is? No, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, there was a theme to today's music, yeah. I don't know what the other songs were. <laughs> you weren't even, you sang a couple of them. <laughs> what else have we done? We had, uh, well, we ended the first segment with uh, Leather and Lace. Okay. Then we did Almost Paradise. Okay. And then we did Somewhere Out There. Put a Little Love in Your Heart. Are these like 80s duet love ballads? They are 80s duets. There we go. Okay. And for the I part, hope Endless Love and, is next. And, with, and without thinking about it, three of the four are from movies. My <laughs> Endless Love. Well, we, ha- we did it. We're, we're going to have to cut one, I'm short, because we're out here early. We're out here early, but I'm, spoiler. I'm not going to tell you what's, what's next. Oh, okay. I'm excited. I'm excited. But don't worry. There's enough of these. That this could be a part two. Okay. I think one of my favorite tweets was when I was heading to the NFC title game. And it was, I drove overnight to Philadelphia for the game. Maybe it was my state of mind, but I was like, I just, I got into a kick where I spent like five hours listening to nothing but 80s duets on the drive there by myself. And I decided just to. One tweet, way to kill time. And I decided to tweet this out. I'm like, I'm driving through the middle of Pittsburgh. It's 1 a.m. And I'm jamming almost paradise. <laughs> we need to uh, we need to pour one out real quick. We mentioned that yesterday was Kenny Klein's last full yeah, day, yeah. And, and I think I said this in the video that got put out there. Like, I really and truly hope Kenny like takes an actual retirement. I know he's going to help out <laughs> doing stuff with men's basketball this year, but Kenny's the type of guy who's like, if something's going wrong, he just wants to do it himself. Yeah, I feel like it's going right. to wind up being like a two percent retirement. He's going to do like two percent less than he's been doing all these years, and he's just not going to get. It compensated the same way. So I, I hope he actually takes a retirement and doesn't just get suckered in to doing all this stuff because I know he, like deep down he's going to want to. But yesterday also, I take it back today, was the final episode of Packer and Durham on the ACC Network. The gatekeepers of the ACC are no more. I wish I'd known this was coming this way. I would have queued up taps. So let's just address the rumors right off the bat. Um, Rutherford and Kelsey is not taking over for Packer and Durham. We can confirm. They didn't that. call you. We're not. We're not. We're not taking over. We're not filling in that time spot. Ooh. I would like to be Durham. You would be Packer. 
I don't want to be Mark Packer. <laughs> I don't want to be Durham. I don't want to be Packer. Um, poor one out. Nice run. You know, anything and everything that happened in the ACC had to go through Packer and Durham. So props to them. God, my voice again. What's going on? <laughs> What's happening? Were you sad to see Packer and Durham go? Who are you texting over there? You've been on your phone like the entire show. Uh, well, actually, I was setting something up for the Cardinal Insider. But oh, sorry. 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 <laughs> sorry that you're working during your work. I'm working. I'm working. Um, damn it. I knew the question. Then you, you asked me a second question. You made me forget the first question. Packer and Durham. Sad to see him go. Didn't know they were gone. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I never. I can proudly say I have never watched one episode of Packer and Durham. I haven't either. I watched the clips that they would now, put on Twitter sometimes. Do, do, I, about it. do I see the commercials for it in between my you know, alien not? tape and and uh, in tech light and whatever else their ACC network's trying to sell me? Which, by the way, I mean, that might be one of the also sadder things that come soon is that if the ACC does go away and we lose the AC network, we're going to lose all those great infomercials. Lose those commercials. I mean, we got to get those back over to ESPN or something. I mean, come on. The only, the only, the only, the only show that plays better commercials than ACC broadcasting is the OBW shows where your commercial plays. God. Did you get my text about that yesterday? No, I didn't. You didn't see it? Oh, it's awesome. <laughs> I need to look at it. I watched OBW yesterday. And just, there's a commercial that played before yours every time. And, <laughs> I mean, it's just great. I couldn't have asked for anything better. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I guess, I mean, does this, is this a sign of just the ACC? I mean, are we just going to get more like the class of saved Coach K or something? What are they going to do with all this space? Just Duke talk. Just, I mean, just constant Duke program. Because this is like, it's like if MTV canceled ridiculous. Like, what are they going to put in all? What are they going to play? Teen Wolf? It's a fair point. I know Teen Wolf. And, and for those that are going, how the hell does Trevor know there's a show called Teen Wolf? Because you know how many times. I would stop on the guy and go, ooh, Team Wolf. No. That's not Michael <laughs> J. Fox. <laughs> Damn like, bastards got me like a dozen times. Mary, when she sees a Robin Hood that's not the Kevin Costner one. One of the worst movies ever made. She loves it for some reason. She's like, oh, it's not the Costner one. I'm like, he doesn't even attempt an accent. It drives me crazy. But. I told, I think I've told you a story about the, my mom going to date and, and the guy and having to drag me along. And the, the, the yeah. guy took her to the drive. And that was the movie. It was, it was Robin Hood. It was Robin Hood with Kevin Costner. It's a bad movie. <laughs> he gave me 20 bucks to go to the concession stand and leave. I'm like, okay. 502-414-1450. We're talking selling points of Louisville for the Big Ten or the SEC. Whichever. Whichever one's good. If you want to fight over us, we can fight. But, but we, we need one of you to hop on board. Lastly, okay, you can bash Robin Hood all you want, but if it wasn't a bad movie, we wouldn't have the masterpiece it is. Everything I do, I do it for you by Brian Adams. That's true. Very true. That song is a masterpiece. Uh, text- it is the Michelangelo, it is the, is the, is the Michelangelo of music. Texas Cougar Drakes has to be a huge selling point here. And also, <laughs> I wish Jim Porters was still around. Yeah, I was going to say, did Drakes take the Cougar uh, Cougar business from, from when Jim Porters closed? Cougar Drakes, a.k.a. known as Summit Keith's, because uh, Keith always calls it Summit, Summit uh, Drakes. And he's always there. <laughs> whenever they go out, whenever he has like a guy's night or a date night, they end up at Summit Keith's. And he just like starts tweeting about all the people that he sees there. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying, so <laughs> I feel like I'm doing a National Geographic here. So when, when Phoenix Hill cl- and Jim Porter's both were officially closed, they just flocked to Cougar Drake. All the Cougars migrated to Drake's. It's 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 been a joke for a long time. I I've, didn't know that. I've been at that Drake's after like the quote like the normal eating time when it kind of shifts to like you know when they ask you to start moving tables like that you're like oh boy it's time for me to leave. <laughs> That's when it, I've never been to that Drake's. It's a it's a warranted title. Okay, it's worthy. Yes. Okay. 
One of my favorite moments of all time. I love the fact how it's moving. Just, they're like moving, the, coming east. <laughs> when I was like, this is probably 10 years ago or so. Like three of my friends, like we went to Drake's like during the middle of the day just to like, you know, eat and have some drinks. And like yeah. we weren't planning on staying that long, but we ran into Eric Wood and Brian Brom were up there. Actually, Tick Rogers was up there too. And like my buddy was like, I think that's Tick Rogers. I'm like, random I was like, trio. Tick. And like Tick walks over. So like we end up staying there <laughs> and drinking like until it gets to the point in time where like it's. It's time to turn like the, the back in 2012, like the dragon shirt dudes were going to come out and start grinding uh, on girls, the club part of the night. And yeah. so we were at, at, at Hardy's. We room? were sitting at a table right near like the entrance. And this guy comes over, this worker comes over, and he's like, Hey guys, can I get you to move your table up against the wall? And Wood just looks at him and goes, No, man, we're good. And he goes, Okay. And walks away. And I was like, Well, it's a lot easier when you've got Eric Wood here than if it had just been the three of us. First of all, why didn't you tell me you met the voice guy from every radio commercial from 1990s? He was very enthusiastic. <laughs> hey, guys, can I just move that table up against the wall? We're about to start letting people in. Did he, did he, did he offer to sell you a wacky, inflatable arm guy, too? It was just so – Wood, like, looks at him, like, we're talking. He's like, goes right on. He's like, no, man, we're good. He's like, goes right on talking. The guy's like, okay. <laughs> Walks away. I was like, well – that was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I guess we'll stay here. Texture says, wasn't the reason that Mick Cronin took the UCLA job because he didn't want to be in Ohio anymore? <laughs> I mean, that, now he's coming back. Uh, didn't, didn't what's his name, leave uh, Oklahoma because he didn't want to deal with the SEC? That was, now, that was what SEC people said. And that's, now, now he's going to the Big Ten, which you can argue is not as hard, but it's not going to be very easy when you start to keep adding more schools and schools. You're not going to avoid anybody. There's nothing safe. Like, you, I mean, Texas and Texas A&M want to do avoid each other. Now it's not happening. It's nobody's safe. Mm-hmm. Texas nobody's City safe. of Louisville, not big enough for pro teams and not big enough for college programs to stay in the big time. Forever the crown jewel of minor league teams. Hey, we have racing Louisville. <laughs> Top league. NWSL. That's right, baby. Suck that. <laughs> it's America's greatest college sports I was just now. that. <laughs> Texas says, Toadie's Opossum Kingdom is my quintessential 90s song. Okay. Uh, I don't think I know that song. Opossum Kingdom? You know, uh, make up your mind. Decide to walk with me. I'd probably know it if somebody else was singing it. tonight. By my side. Oh, you know, A, it was on Guitar Hero. And B, Toadie's Opossum Kingdom. I saw them open for Bush. My God. That's who opened for Bush when I saw him at the, the, uh, at the palace. The statement that's ever been made on the show. I, I saw him at the palace. My buddy tried to crowd surf, and they dropped him, and he fell face <laughs> first into a chair and chipped his two front teeth. I'm not lying. Gotta, gotta, <laughs> he can't be happy. Yeah, I mean, how do you make him? I mean, I don't even know if he still tells the story. I told it at his wedding, but I mean, the fact that because we were like 16 at the time, 15, maybe, I don't remember. And uh, I was like, you remember the time you were crowd serving the uh, Possum Kingdom and you got dropped? <laughs> Texas says, I can't help envisioning you guys listing all the Louisville superlatives to the tune of Live Like You or Die. <laughs> what song is that? I don't know this song. It was that it was country song. It was like, I went skydiving. <laughs> I went rocking mountain hiking. I went 2.4 seconds on a horse named Fu Manchu. That's, Not a horse. I, bull. I, I love this hour. This segment has got me singing Possum Kingdom. You sing some country songs. I went big four walking. I went Churchill Downs talking. I'd do the same for Possum Kingdom, but it's about seconds. a dude. But it's about a dude on a goat in New Ulu. <laughs> goat races. I feel like I feel like our theme should be like a rendition of the Applebee song. 
We're in a country. Applebee's has like 75 songs. What, well, song, what song is no, the, the new Applebee's one is used song? in the commercial now. Something like Applebee. Uh, it's a new song. Oh, the the one that's been used by like. The, the yeah, Applebee's is currently about. using, yeah. Yeah. Or we could do Song of the South by Alabama. Sweet potato pie nearly took part of my mouth. <laughs> How is Trevor going to talk about what Louisville has to offer, even jokingly? He had never heard of New Lou. I couldn't believe it. Well, I wasn't pushing New Lou. <laughs> when are they going to finish up that dome building downtown? I don't know that was being the worst. I see myself giving a tour to the people, the good people of the Big Ten. They're like, what's over there? Like, I don't know. What do we have here? <laughs> I, haven't le- I haven't been out of my area of town since 1997. I can see him right now. I'm like, where are we, where are you, where are we going? Well, I'm gonna take you out of the B Dubs in St. Matthews. <laughs> we're gonna stop. We're gonna stop at Jake and Elwood's. One of my favorite local spots, Cheddar's here. Uh, <laughs> Got to try the ribs. Texas, says, you ever been to Andy's TV? I'm telling you, Andy's got that NIL money. I know where. I know where there's a video store still. Texas, our <laughs> campus also has the can opener. It's wildly exciting to see which truck is going to get uh, its top peeled off. It is fun. <laughs> is that the, the street over the down the, the overpass by yeah, campus yeah. that is undefeated? Like it happens yeah. once a week. I know these poor. I feel bad for the trucks because if I was a truck driver, I would just assume that it was going to be tall enough for for me to clear too. Because every other overpass <laughs> in the, like, the world is. Because you gotta assume what city's dumb enough to make an underpass too low. There you go. <laughs> Texas Trevor, when Jim Porter's closed, all those cougars died. <laughs> he said Drake's is the age cougar. <laughs> Okay. I feel like the Cougars that I feel like the Cougars that Drake's are the product of the Cougars from Jim Porter's. Their daughters. God. <laughs> it's second it's second generation Cougars. <sighs> That's great. It's like that what's the what's the movie with the vampires at the truck stop where Selma Hayek dances? What? There's a movie. Some a dogma? No, 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 no. Where she's the stripper and no, no, no. Um, it's like a like, some a dust till dawn from dust till dawn. Thank yeah, you. okay, yeah. Where she's the vampire. That's kind of like you, what Jim Porter's like when it gets past a certain time. Oh, and like they they try to close Jim Porter's down. Like all like the the beings that lived inside of Jim Porter's just they they evaporated. That's where my mom was working till they closed. Actually, well, <laughs> mom was. Nice t- to, I'm not. Saying, I mean, I've told you I grew up. Like, I take it back. I told you grew, I grew up kind of playing in the rose gardens at at, <laughs> uh, at Phoenix Hill because my mom bartended there when I was born. You did tell me that. Yeah, so I mean, I I, I know the area. I know the the, the bars. Texture says. Uh, I had to see him somewhat go. I'm for finding a conference like Kansas and Kentucky play basketball in where your odds on to win the conference tournament every year. Well, I mean, we can go to like the Metro Atlantic I mean, Athletic. I mean, we're going to get into the Sunbelt. Like, say we're going to get into a tournament. Don't worry about that. But then again, we haven't been in there in like five years. CUSA. <laughs> go back to our roots. Back to Red, white, and blue divisions. Go back to where we came from. Can't go home again. Texas, I'm going back to my comment last week to bring Nelly full circle. 100% shake your tail feathers lyrics worked as pickup lines at Jim Porter's. My buddy Travisimo can confirm. Okay, I'm sorry, but you're picking up girls at Jim Porter's, okay? You could have just sneezed. You didn't really need to quote any song lyrics. Texas, I used to bust tables at Max and Irma's before it turned into Cougar Drake's. Shout out to all the little a-hole kids who destroyed that Sunday bar every night. I can't even imagine. That now, would be now Drake's is the old Jace Bacon's building, right? Well, that's the one in St. Matthews, but there's another one in the Paddock Shops, a.k.a. the Summit. That's, oh, that's okay. Cougar Drake's, okay. a.k.a. Summit one. Keith's. All right. Uh, okay. I worked in the Summit briefly when Cardboard Heroes was there. 
I don't doubt it. I mean, it was, I, you've worked everywhere. It was so. in the plaza. It was in. I, we, we had. It was the parking was a pain that we were in. But I remember was, that cardboard hairs. It never had anything. And it no, was the most overpriced place in the world. It was. Are you joking? Are you, I'm being dead serious. <laughs> no. Well, what it was was we'd open up stores like that during Christmas time, and we just send our overstock crap over there, and no one would. I mean, and that's all it was. And that sounds we, about right. And we would set. We would understaff it with like one person because they never did any business. Just like when we would do the same stores in. Uh, in Green Tree Mall, and I'd do work. I'd work an open and close by myself on a Friday, go get some food. I'll just lock the gate and go get some food and come back in an hour. No one's missing anything. I always try to go up there to get like a last second Christmas gift. I was like, this place has nothing. Now, the, 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 the cardboard, if mean, you go in the one like the Mall St. Matthews, you were good. Right, but I didn't want to go in the mall. That was the whole no, point of but yeah, me you went going to, one, to that It one. was right across from Cadoba and the fish marketplace. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> now, I, every time they come fish. in there, we tell people, well, we have it at the Mall St. Matthews location. And they'd be like, well, okay, I'm not there. I'm like, well, it's not here either. <laughs> I, I love – so we mentioned the the travel strain on U, UCLA and USC now, making the move to the Big Ten. And a source with one of these schools said that we got assurances from the Big Ten that it would work with us on some creative thinking schedule-wise. How the hell is that? Like, What? A, what? Is, there a, like a, is there some sort of portal that the Big Ten has access to that we're not aware of right now? Is there a school transfer portal? Is this a, I mean, is this a, a quantum leap type situation? Ooh, I like quantum leap. Are we leaping to Minnesota? I, what the hell's going on here? Schedule wise, like, doesn't change anything as far as travel. I mean, I guess you play like, you, are you going to play like Maryland, Penn State, and Rutgers all in like one fell swoop? Spend like two weeks on the East Coast? There's nothing that, that does this that mitigates the travel concerns. There's no way to make that happen. Also, you are on an entirely different part of the country. I was just made to realize we just came up, we talked about like this new travel this new scheduling thing for the ACC, and are we even going to ever see it? Probably not. I mean, we just completely do this for no reason. That 2026 schedule that we're so excited about. I mean, like, well, I mean, that entire that entire day show is pretty much just going to be like, well, that was a waste of three hours. <laughs> Texas says take Sankey down Dixie Highway and reopen all eight thoroughbred lounges. Finish the night oh. off at Porcini. Night sealed. No, oh, no, I'm taking no thoroughbred lounge. Yeah, uh, yeah, you got definitely. Yeah, we we get hammered. Me and my buddy be like, well, you know, what time is. <laughs> TJ Walker sex it in. Cardinal stock. He says, We'll let you all in the SEC if Deputy Doofus apologizes to Ashton Higgins and you all apologize to the Lexington Six. <laughs> no. No. You are not the gatekeepers. I forgot about the Lex Six. Lex Six. <laughs> Hands in the air. I forgot about that. Texas, my wife is listening to the show with me for the first time because she wants to win tickets and she just turned and said, What the F is this show about? <laughs> I thought it was Louisville Sports. Nothing. Nope. Not today. Nope. Not today. He sold you on a bad bill of goods on Speaking that one. Speaking of, we need to deliver. We'll take a break when we come back. When we do, start at the 5 o'clock hour. We're giving away four tickets, a one-pack of four tickets. And I said that in the most confusing way possible. <laughs> it is a pack of four tickets to Bourbon and Beyond. We're going to make that happen. Same thing. When Trevor's – not the first song he plays, not the, the intro music, but Trevor's going to play a song for one of the acts that's coming to town. You need to text in the act – and the name of the song to 502-414-1450. First person who does that, you're going to win that four-pack. That's coming up after the break here on the Mike Rutherford Show. Tender love is 
the uh, the office episode. Oh, is it an office episode where Michael karaoke did, but he didn't have anybody to sing the girl part? That's not a I did the song karaoke solo. Did you really? Yeah. <laughs> it also reminds me of Ghetto Superstar. <laughs> Would you do this karaoke with me? Yeah, of course. Will you be the Kenny Rogers to my Dolly Hell Parton? Hell yeah. No questions asked. You like how I've done that with all the artists today I've been doing that with you? Yeah. No problem. Yeah, absolutely. I'll do it. Ghetto Superstar. Everything is nothing if you got no one and you walk in the night. Slowly losing sign of the real thing. All right. Cut it off. Cut it off. <laughs> no, I don't Cut it off. Third hour here Rogers of the Mike Rutherford show. It's five. We got business. We got business to take care of, and we got a short show today. Uh, short show every day now. Five twenty-five. We're gonna be out of here. Cardinal Insider. This is what happens when you become the flagship station for Cardinal Athletics. I'm not taking it personal. It's who we are. It's what we do now. We're all about putting U of L first. Yeah. Louisville first group. That's exactly right. Um, before somebody said on the text line, can we come back from the break to Bush swallowed in light of U of L potentially being swallowed by conference realignment again? I mean, I didn't mean to it because this was actually going to be yesterday's theme, the duet songs. But if you really think about it, every duet song has, in a way, has got a connection to the the concept, the talk of the day, which is conference realignment. Like we thought we were almost in paradise, but we weren't. Then we then we look out and we're like somewhere out there, you know, has to be our home. Mm-hmm. We're we're looking. Mm-hmm. We're just islands in the stream, lost amongst. Okay, schools. Trevor. All right, all right. Let's... <laughs> Bourbon and Beyond is coming to town September fifteenth through the eighteenth, back in oh, Louisville, Kentucky. God. Big time festival. All sorts of big time artists are coming. If you'd like four free passes to Bourbon and Beyond, now's your chance. We're going to play a song, one of the acts that's coming here. The first person to correctly text in the name of the song, the name of the artist, to 502-414-1450. You're going to win these this four-pack. Let's make it happen. Trev, hit it. I'm realizing now that you didn't tell me what the song was. <laughs> Okay, I'm uh, I'm assuming because everybody's giving the same answer. I guess you're correct. not winning. <laughs> I knew the I, I knew the act. I couldn't I didn't know the name of the song at first. I was like, oh boy. I was like, I hope it's I hope everybody gives the same answer, or else I'm just gonna have to guess if the one's correct. Okay, we have a correct answer. Um, <laughs> and clearly, the name smarter than Rutherford with this. God, is it a color? Yes. Okay. You- yes. Everybody said the same thing besides one guy who said better man or or girl who said better man. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay let me just mark this <laughs> i was like when the song started playing i was like oh boy all right we got it uh there we go the correct answer pearl jam black that's correct there we go probably my that's still my favorite song off the 10 album congrats to the winner i, let, I just let you know via the text line you have a four pack to bourbon and beyond big shout out to bourbon beyond and louder than life if you want to get tickets to either event still available out there you just can't get them for free from us that was happening today boom Done. Boom, done. Suck it. Oh, I don't think we should give one thing to the text we sent in the Bible <laughs> answer thinking it was Bible. <laughs> I like the people who are like, I'm on streaming. It's not fair. I'm mean, sorry. I, I don't know what to say. We're in your car. Get, yeah. get, get, get it. Don't they still make the AM, FM headsets? Do they? <laughs> you can put on your head and it goes the wire up. They still make those? 
I have no Can idea. I wear one? Would that, would that make me uncool because it's retroly coming back? At this point, who cares if you're uncool? Like, yeah. that's just, uh, we have not acknowledged the fact. I had one. Every sports radio show in America has to do this. I think you're contractually obligated if you sign a deal to be on the radio. Is Bobby Bonilla Day? <laughs> Bobby has gotten his 12th installment of $1,193,248.20, all for not playing in the 2000 season. So far, the Mets have paid him a grand total of $14,318,978.40, again, to not play the 2000 season. And if you're thinking that's an insane amount of money, what was this deal? There are still 13 years left and over $15 million to, to be made for Bobby Bonilla on this deal. How old is Bobby Bonilla? Um, what would you guess? I'm going to guess 52. Let me think. He would have been his late 20s and the 90s probably. And that's thirty years ago. Oh, I was, I was. I'm gonna say, I'll say fifty-four then. Fifty-nine. Okay. I was short. That's just because I just started thinking like this, this ugly thought. Like, I guess that makes sense. If he was play, if he was at the does, end of his career in two thousand, does Benia make it to the end of the Benia contract? I mean, well, he's got fifteen years left, so he'd be seventy-four. He, oh, he's got it. He's got. He's you good. Would think. He's yeah, good. He's yeah. Fifteen million dollars left. Unbelievable. Happy Bobby would need that. People, people love that for some reason. Of course they do. It's because we're. It's, well, a, it's the. It's we, the dream. We can laugh at the Mets for giving a deal. Wasn't it Bernie Madoff when he owned him? Is the one who did the deal? I have no idea. I don't think it was. One, that, that it doesn't was, sound right. It was one. It was one of those pyramid ski guys that owned him at the time. Was it really? Yeah, I don't think it was. Maybe it wasn't Bernie Madoff. It was one of those guys. It wasn't as bad as the. It was the thirty for thirty about the dude who didn't actually have any money and tried to buy the Islanders. Did you ever see that? No. 30? He was like one of those pyramid scheme guys who just, you know, kind of like Shapiro down in Miami who he would flaunt the money but never really didn't have any money. To I his should have become a pyramid scheme guy. Oh, yeah. It seems like a but great life. But, he, but he, he did that, and he even used like a fake bank. Like he, he like lied about the banks and everything and almost bought the New York Islanders. It's actually a really good 30 for 30. Man. But it, it, was, it, it was around the same time when the Mets were being primarily owned by one of those. You know, I keep saying Bernie Madoff because he's just the most famous of them all, I guess. But. One of those, and maybe it was him, for all I'm thinking, but he's the one who gave the deal to him that, you know, was like, hey, we're going to give you this contract and we're just going to push it, you know, give you a million for 30 years. Uh, Fred Wilpon was the owner of the Mets back then. Maybe he was a minority owner then. He might not have been the main owner then. Uh, it was, let's see, as the, he was, hold on, here we go. Accepted the deal mostly because he was heavily invested with Ponzi scheme operator Bernie Madoff. Okay, there you go. That's what it was. All so right. he was invested with him. Madoff had no direct connection Sorry. to the, the Mets, okay. but you know, was, my, you know, my brain works. But you're right. Yeah. I mean, he was a a key cog in this whole deal and this whole calamity. That's hilarious. And I thought so. It was Madoff at least. It wasn't even another Ponzi scheme guy. No, it wasn't. <laughs> if I had to tell you, I, I saw this report. It came to my email. I don't know how they track these things. I guess it's based on like Google searches or. or Twitter searches or what have you, but via the, I don't know, what is this, Sports Sports by Brooks? BetOnline.com. These okay. guys put this together. The fan base in, in professional baseball who complains about the umpires the most. Who are you guessing? What, which, say it one more time. Which fan base in Major League Baseball has the most complaints, does the most complaining about umpiring? Oh, I was going to say, well, complaint about would probably be maybe the Astros, but... Uh... The team band basically cleans the most. I'm going to say, I'm, I want to say St. Louis. You are correct. Okay. Of course it's St. Louis Because, I mean, fans. they have the most Best uns- insufferable fan, uh, main fan base. I think I told you one. I'll never forget. I never felt so bad. You remember DeMarco Farr? Former, yeah. I was in St. Louis one time. I was, and I turned it on. This is like middle summer. 
And having to listen, I love listening to local sports talk when I'm in out of town. And I just remember listening for like two hours because I was stuck in traffic to listen to poor DeMarco Forehead talk about baseball. I'm like, this poor guy, just, he sounds like me trying to talk about dieting. Like, you can tell he has no idea what's, and he's being forced to do it. I felt, I, I never once felt like I wanted to go give this guy, like, I just wanted to walk up to the studio and be like, dude. Come to Louisville. We'll let you. We'll let you off the hook. So there's apparently, according to the study, six point eight nine percent of all St. Louis Cardinal fans' tweets are about umpiring. Our new board opposite. Washington Nationals are second. Angels are third. White Sox and Mariners round at the top five. Reds look like they're like solidly in the middle there. So Who was second? I'm fine with that. Uh, the Nationals. Nationals fans. Really? I don't think I would have guessed the Nationals. And Washington fans are they kind of suck. Are they? I, here's my favorite headline of the day. This is from the Big Lead. Paul Feinbaum suggests college athletics realignment motivated by money. <laughs> I mean, it's dude. This changes everything. This changes yeah. the whole conversation. Is this one of those moments where, like, the writers like, I don't do the headlines. It has. I mean, it has to be. I've been in that boat several times. But, he, but I'm even like, then, I, don't, I don't make the headline. I mean, <laughs> the worst was like I wrote this. I thing. mean, writing the article in itself is lazy. I think a little bit, but I, I guess it can't be lazy because I mean, we, we know what it is, but. I wrote this thing about the – it was the year North Carolina won the title in uh, 2017, but, like, everybody else in the ACC flopped. We lost in the second round to Michigan as a two seed. Uh, yeah. I think North Carolina was the only ACC team that made it out of the first weekend. And so I wrote this thing just because you had to tackle it about the ACC struggles in the first weekend, and the headline they chose was, like, first weekend of performance proves ACC was a total fraud all year long. And I was like, well, <laughs> not exactly my words, but okay. I mean, why is it you – why, why don't you, if you write an article, you pick your own headline? A lot of times I did. I, I would suggest it, and then we would workshop it together. The thing is, well, nowadays I can only speak for, like, online media. You have to get, like, an SEO guy, a guy who knows what's going to play the best with, like, Google News searches. And I mean, I, I get— Out there, you have to get the right keywords in there and phrase it all directly, and I'm not that great with that. I mean, I, I think you should be able to, like, have, like, a say. They should be like, okay, this is what we're going with. What do you think? That's that's pretty much what we did. Over I there. mean, yeah. I, I also like didn't like thinking about it after I'd finished the story. I'm like, just do what the hell you want with it. I'm, I'm done with this. Like, get it out of my face. Edit it how you want. Put whatever title you want. Just get it away from me. I mean, not, not letting the writer like have a word in with the headline is like not having your coach have any like say in the draft day. It is one of those weird things. Yeah, it just doesn't. Yeah, it seems when weird. you first find out about it, you're like, what? That doesn't seem right. And then you just kind of accept. But it. it's, it's kind of the old school thing. I mean, it's been like that. I mean, going newspaper days, you had people oh, yeah. that wrote headlines. It's always been that way. Yeah, always been that way. Um, the texture says. As far as like the, it was Will Pond, apparently the Mets owner who was a victim of Madoff. They had family money. They lost a lot with Madoff. And now Trevor is calling him the Madoff guy. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the worst thing that's happened to that guy in his life is Trevor calling him the Madoff guy on Louisville radio. I don't think it's even in his top thousand. The Will Ponds, most most people now are saying that Will Ponds were clients, Wilpons or okay. were clients I of Bernie apologize. Madoff. Thank you for getting to Wikipedia well, Texas before I could. That's still kind of interesting. Texas, <laughs> in the spirit of Fourth of July, this is the guy who always asks questions about uh, Jurch or Herd. In the spirit of Fourth of July hot dog eating contest, who could eat more hot dogs, Jurich or Hurd? Oh, Jurich. It has to be Jurich. Jurich. I'm going Jurich. I've seen Tom eat more times than I've seen Josh eat. How many hot dogs can you eat? Not many. Right now, I can't eat anything. I mean, I mean, it, it, full strength, full, full strength Rutherford though. Full strength Rutherford. Like, if we're doing like, are we talking like the actual hot dog contest rules, where it's like just get down as many as you can in five minutes? No, just we'll just say dogs. Even though you don't even have to eat buns. I bet I could get. I bet I get seven. Okay, I thought you could do more than that. Before I like threw up. I think you could do more than seven. I've had five conies in a sitting before. 
I mean, I could do with if you're not talking buns, you're just doing hot dogs off the grill, not brats. I, mean, I could do at least fifteen. I'm, I'm not, and I'm really. Can and, I admit something that? that and I'm me, not a good eating contest guy. I mean, I know, and that shouldn't be as a shock to go. Oh, you're big guy. I mean, if big anybody, guys barely are. big guys barely are. I mean, we're not. Yeah, we're we're not big because we eat a lot. I mean, we do, but we're also lazy as well. I feel like brats are like a manly food. Like you know, we frying some brats, grilling some brats up. I want to like brats. They always smell good. They always look good. I can't get into them. I don't like them. I mean, I like them, but I can I don't. Only, I, I can eat four hot dogs to one brat. Well, yeah. I, I mean, and that's just not the size difference. It's just I just I can only I just after one brat, I'm pretty much done. Like I don't mind them, but I'm not going to excessively eat them. A lot of penis references here. A lot. <laughs> Mixed and mixed with mixed with uh, Bush talk again. Texas says uh, Josh Smith signed a forty-five million dollar contract in twenty thirteen. Barely played that year when he was uh, then was gone. They finally stopped paying him for that contract in twenty twenty with the Pistons. That's about, oh, Josh Smith. Yeah, that's bad. Bad contract. What do you go to this weekend, Trev? Any big? Four, are you big Fourth of July guy? Do you grill out? We aren't on the air Monday, so no, you'll you'll Monday. be working, but you still have could do some festivities. No, if you want to. I'm not a big, um, you know, steak and, I'm a snakes and sparkler guy. I mean, I never really. Uh, a buddy of mine, when his when his kids were a little younger, he would go kind of all out for fireworks, and I'd go over there a little bit and have a good time and do. I mean, he, I mean, when I say all out, I mean he's the type of guy to go you know come over to Indiana and oh drop like you know a grand on all the the best stuff, but. That was kind of thing that lasted for a few years, but but other than that, I've always been. I'll be probably ordering a pizza and chilling at the Big X Studios on on Fourth of July Day and watching Stranger Things five times. Probably, well, probably not because I'll probably be playing Pac Man on the on the on the NES Classic. I got to get Scoots' top score beat. He's blowing me out. His top score is like twenty three thousand. I'm at like thirteen thousand. Apparently, Scoots is way better at Nintendo than you are. He's way better at Pac Man than I am. That that um he is. He's got me beat on that one so far. We've got. Uh, I got. Our, a, I got a weekend to take that score down, Scoots. So you better look out. Watch out, Scoots. <laughs> He's not listening anymore. We've got. Um, we've got uh, dinner plans tonight. Nice. Assuming I continue to feel like a normal human being. Where, where, where are we going to? Can we're, we get that information out? We're going to ceviche tonight. What is that? Hit that up. It's a nice restaurant. An Italian? No, it's more seafood. I think ceviche is Ooh, okay. like raw fish and something. Like Sounds that. Italian. Um. We're going that we actually we've been there for desserts a couple of times and drinks. We've never actually sat down for dinner there together. I've never done that. I've never gone up place just to have drinks and dessert. Well, we made like we I've made never been that Mary made a New Year's resolution <laughs> that we were going to like do more date nights because we like never go out like just the two of us. We've been on one since this year, so we're trying to make that a priority like, now. Like doing that though sounds like something you do. Like I want to be more mature. Let's go like like <laughs> like in the How Much Your Mother when they tried to do the wine tasting and they just screw it. They said screw it, ditch the ditch everybody to go to the club. I mean, at a certain age, like drinks and desserts becomes a welcome option, and like they also have a great patio, so it's it's cool to go out there. Right. And then Saturday, I told you this off air. My dad and my grandma have the same birthday. It's That's Saturday. Awesome. Happy birthday, Mimi! Happy birthday, Dad! Happy birthday, Papa Rutherford! Happy birthday, Mimi! But Mimi gets to a certain age; she doesn't want to share a birthday. You know, when you, when, you, when you get to a certain age, yeah, it's all me. So How old is Mimi? She will be, I think, 92, 93. She's 92? Let the woman have her own birthday. That's what we're doing. So we'll do Mimi's yeah. birthday on Saturday tomorrow. We'll do my dad's birthday. I think he'll be 77. On uh, we'll, we'll celebrate that on Sunday. And we have this weird thing in my family where we have a bunch of people that have the same birthdays or really close birthdays. Like, I have the exact same birthday as my oldest brother. Now, is this your dad's mom or your, uh, your My mom's mom. mom. Okay, so this is mother-in-law. Okay. Yes. So 
my mom, like, I've got two older half brothers. And so, yeah, and, yeah, and when Oscar or something, right? What? And one named Oscar or something? Oliver. Oliver. Close. <laughs> Oliver and Paul. You're going to tell him I called him Oscar, aren't you? So, when, <laughs> when my mom was pregnant with me, like, Paul was, and Oliver, they both were like really excited, like, another younger brother, like, this is going to be awesome and stuff. And Paul's only request was, don't have him on my birthday. <laughs> And mom was like, don't worry. Like, it's, it, the due date, I think, was like was way later. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And sure enough, like right on his birthday. But it, it became like a cool thing. We're far enough apart. Like, he's 15 years older than I am. But, but so it was not, never like, we were never like kids competing for more attention on their birthday. But is this why you always looked up to Oliver more than Paul? No, Paul was just older. He like, when I was like coming of age, he was in college already. Like, How old was he, Oliver? Oliver's 11 years older than I am. Okay. He's the one that got you into hockey and everything, right? Big time. Yeah. He was always like, yeah, he was always around. Like, he would take me to like, high school soccer games when he went to Ballard and stuff and like take me he's like took me everywhere like so he was always around Paul was at Northwestern going to college then when he came back he was going right to law school so like Paul like never lived in the same house as me when I was could have conscious memories do you Um, ever call him Ollie yeah okay all the time just wondering mom would call them uh Pauliver like one word (laughs) Pauliver uh but yeah Ollie and Paul uh my two brothers but yeah so I have the same birthday as Oliver or as, as Paul Oliver's birthday is almost an exact month before us. My mom's is an exact month before us. She's July 27th. I think my sister-in-law, Jennifer, Oliver's wife, has the same birthday as like um, as Mary's mom, my mother-in-law. It's it's all very strange. <laughs> sounds pretty. And then like my this poor sister. Sounds is, like any more need. I mean, this is all. I hope they're all. On, if I was you, I hope they're all on Facebook. That's the only way I remember anything. All of us are just like smashed in the summer too. And then my poor sister is like March 6th. She was always there by herself, just overshadowed by the NCAA tournament selection show and NCAA basketball in general. Mom was like, I was afraid we we're going to miss it. Texture says that. <laughs> it seems to be a trend when everybody's being conceived in this family. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing if not consistent. Yeah. <laughs> Texture says, this just in, Feinbaum reports, rumors have it, Trevor hates vegetables. <laughs> Texture says, things today that Trevor has said, one, I love Bush, two, you don't have to eat the buns. Well. I mean, I'm just going to keep that to myself. Texas, says, I'm just seeing someone tuning into the show for the first time, and the very first thing they hear is a lot of penis references. Testicles. We had testicle talk. <laughs> we always said it like 40 times today. Testicle talk earlier. This does sound like the most like dirty, giggity show we've had. It's pretty. I mean, you know, it's, it's Friday. It's yeah. Friday. We don't want to talk about our uncertain fate. Our conferences are just dying everywhere. I mean. Yeah, it's, you know, I guess you could talk about that if you wanted to, but why bother? Um, I saw a couple of Caleb Glenn, by the way, having a big week at the NBA PA top 100 camp in New York. He was five of six the other day. I had, I think four of his five baskets were on dunks showing off very well. Excited about the future with him. Uh, there's a good story on Cardinal Authority, too, about A.J. Johnson, who Louisville's recruiting heavily. Uh, cards have also – I'm trying to get all these recruiting notes out here very quickly. Cards also have jumped into the recruitment of four-star class of 2024 wing Carter Bryant. So if you're trying to you know, look to the future, who's Kenny Payne looking at? Who are we talking about? Those are some names that are out there. And we know, obviously, Caleb Glenn is fully committed, going to Oak Hill Academy for his, his final year. Mail loses a, a couple of big-time – maybe their best uh, football player and their best basketball player. What's you got to get your uncle going here? Oh, don't worry. They don't. They don't. They don't, they don't rebuild. They they just reload. Reload. Don't worry. I mean the basketball. I guess I'd have to be worried more about. I, I in everything. I in, I trust in Chris Wolf with the football program. I'm not worried about. They're that. still rolling. Yeah, they're going to roll basketball. I don't know, but I mean they've lost good players before. I mean uh, Derek Willis started at Mayo and then and left. So. I didn't know that. 
Yeah, he, he, I forget. That was different coaching search. So they've been through some basketball coaches in his tenure there. We poured one out for Packer and Durham earlier in the show. Yeah. We have to pour another one out right here. And this is we can't. We have to do it today because we're not going to be on the air on Monday when this actually happens. I guess. I guess we'll, this happens Tuesday, so we will be on the air. But let's go ahead and get it out in front of it. Okay. July fifth is the final day of operation for Village Eight Theaters. Oh no, it is a legendary spot in Louisville. Lore. Are you kidding? I mean, I remember. Okay, now I do remember saying that, but. The, it, They've been talking about it going out of business, I think, like 17 times over the last decade. I wonder how much it even costs. Is it like a, is it not a dollar anymore, right? I can't imagine it is. But that was the place, because you saw movies, it was like where if you just wanted to wait like two months later, that's where you could see them for like five bucks. I Five, it was always a dollar when I would go. I Maybe mean, it was. I mean, I think it went up to two eventually on Friday nights, but it was always a dollar. And you got what you paid for, spent, but it was beautiful in there. I spent more time at that movie theater than I did at Wagner my junior year. <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. I spent more. I, I, the first movie I ever made out during was at that theater. Wow. You need to stop in there this weekend. I got the second base in that theater. You got to pay your respects. Happy Gilmore. Wow. It was a happy Gilmore. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, it was, it was, it was very happy. <laughs> happy, happy, joy, joy. I mean, that's the last movie I ever saw there. Uh, was not the best. Ex- <laughs> it was it was the movie of Will Smith? Seven pounds. Seven pounds. As girls go, I was one to see it, and we went. To, I was like, it was the only theater had it. And I just remember going there. And this, I know this has been a while, but I remember like th- thinking, like, a, I'm way too big for these seats now. B, I don't think I can lift my left foot off the floor because it's stuck to it. And C, I'm pretty sure the screen in my bedroom is bigger than the one right here in this theater. All right, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> I mean, we, don't, we don't want to be delayed for the first episode of the Cardinal Insider here on 1450 said, The Big X. I'm going up there okay, Friday Jeff. Saturday. Okay, we'll pay, movie. pay your respects. Keep it locked here. We got the Cardinal Insider coming up next. The debut edition here on the new Louisville First Radio Group. Everyone have a fantastic Fourth of July weekend. We will see you guys Tuesday at three o'clock. Go America. Islands in the stream. That is what we are. No one.